Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, that is us. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Man, it is a busy Saturday night. We got a lot of football to get to. How you doing tonight, Torres? Well, I'm doing okay, Arnie. I I do have one uh, bone to pick. Wow, with myself. We even started. Well, it's with myself. Okay. By the way, touchdown officially now for Tampa. Just to just real quick, just to get caught up. That last one that they said was a touchdown. They reviewed it. No touchdown. Now they just um, I think ran it in with Fournette. Touchdown now officially. It is. Let me just twenty seven. 16 extra point pending. So I'm assuming they're going to go for one, but I've lost track of the math here. Sorry about that, Torres. Go ahead. No, it's okay. I just want to say that, uh, you know, I give out college basketball best bets every day. Yes. And Arizona was one of them. And I, oh. if I had known that they were playing while we were on air, I would have said, well, that's a terrible idea. So uh, 
Gird your Wildcats. Who what was I know, the line on that game? They were a three-point favorite. Um, oh, wow. And no U- way. UCLA had kind of a fluky win the other night, so I was kind of uh, playing the percentages that Arizona bounced back. But neither here nor there. I know we have football to discuss. But, uh, you know, when I, bet, when I bet on your Wildcats, when they're on air, when we're on air, <laughs> that's never a good idea. It's like old times, though. I do have to say that. It's like it old is. times. Get a little Arizona in there while we're doing the show. Um, busy show today, of course. Um, we left it a lot. We Usually we get a lot of guests. We left it open because we want to get a lot of response. If you want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Bernie will join us as he usually does in the power hour of the show. I'm dying to see who Bernie has uh, for the games tomorrow. But we got three big games today. As I said, though, one game going on right now. Tampa 28, Washington 16. This was an 18-16 game for a little bit. Tampa scored the last 10. Tom Brady, 20 of 38, 330 yards, two touchdowns. Looking at the stats, you think he's having a great game, but it wasn't such great stats there for a while. Um, Heineke was kind of keeping up with him, but Tampa trying to pull away in this one. What did you think about the game? But also, what did you think about Brady's performance up to now, Torres? Well, I, I don't think Brady's really been the problem. I think, if anything, the opposite. I've been more impressed with Taylor Heineke yes. looking like uh, some f- combination of uh, Fran Tarkenton, Johnny Manziel, uh, when Johnny Manziel was good, of course. But uh, early in the fourth quarter, he ended up uh, uh, what was a, a, a score that got them within uh, two points. Now they missed right. the two point conversion, but right. you know, considering this guy was, uh, they say he was uh, taking online classes a few weeks ago. I don't know if he was selling car insurance on the side or Ubering or doing DoorDash or what. He's looked pretty awesome, and it doesn't look like he's going to have enough in the tank. I think he went back to the locker room with a banged up shoulder, but that was the biggest thing that stood out to me about this game is he looked very good there for a while. Uh, and by the way, I can see I'm going to have to invent something. I'm going to okay. put the patent on it right now. Nobody's allowed to steal this idea. There's already been one made, but the one that's in existence now is obviously broken. Okay. And what I'm talking about is the chart on when you should go for two points. Because when Tampa's up by eight and you're going for two points, and I'm doing the math in my head going, wait a minute, nine makes it a, a two-possession game. Eight, I know, brings it to ten for a touchdown and a field goal. I'm not so sure I'm going for two points at that moment. I, I'm going to have to invent a chart here because people don't know what they're doing there, Torres. Well, you know, b- blame uh, partly, first of all, you know, the Bucks missed a PAT early. Yes, and it, I saw that, right. It right. threw off the math to begin with, yes. so... I, I don't know. I mean, that's not why the uh, why no. uh, Washington is going to lose no. this game. But uh, well, look, they they've played tough. I've been have. impressed by them. Um, look, Tampa, I thought was going to win this game. They're going to have to pull away late. I I thought Brady's about a B minus, even though he's thrown for well over three hundred yards and a couple of touchdowns. I thought that he's been steady. Um, hasn't for he's been a typical Tom Brady the way he was with the New England Patriots. Where next thing you know, they had a bye week. They win one game. They play in the AFC Championship. They pull out the victory. They go to the Super Bowl. That, that's what seems like it's going on right here, right now with Tampa, you know? Well, it was funny. I was talking to Bursch about this before, but, you know,
know, our longtime listeners will remember we were on air when the Patriots lost to the Titans, which ended the Brady era in New England. And I was wondering there for a while when Heineke went in for that touchdown score, if we were going to get Brady knocked out with the Bucs on a Saturday night and we would have to start that conversation all over of where is he, what does his future hold? It looks like they're going to hold on for at least one more week. I do think, like you said, Arnie, I think that they've got to tighten some things up. I thought the pass rush from Washington in the second half really did affect Brady. They did a good job of containing Chase Young and all those guys up front early, but uh, they've been uh, the pass rush has been more effective, and Tampa was very sharp early, not so much the second half. You said talking about the future. Let me give you the immediate future. Believe this or not, if you've been watching Twitter, how many people have said Heineke out, uh, returned questionable, or he's not coming back? Guess who's back in the game, Uh-oh. my friend? And his, I, I don't know if you're watching the game or you know you were driving over. His arm was. <laughs> His non-throwing arm was looked like one of those things where you've dislocated your shoulder to feel sure. close to your body, and that's why he went into the locker room. He's come out. I don't know if they gave him a shot or, or something, but mm. um, his arm looks a little bit better, but it was hanging there um, when he left. So you thought it was a pretty serious injury, but he was back, didn't miss a snap, and he's out there uh, watching it with the first down, trying to get points on the board. The old Justin Fields treatment, huh? Yeah, well, I guess it yeah, uh, disappeared. I, mean, I, I would have, Aaron. I would have bet that there was no way he was even going to be able to make it back into the game, um, and he didn't even miss a snap. I I assume Alex Smith was going to come in, but I, I was kind of curious to see what was going to happen. I, I'm impressed, Washington. Um, I want to see who the quarterback is going to be. I was just going to uh, say that. Yeah, yep. for next year. I mean, we always talk about, um, you know what Jacksonville going to do, what the Jets are going to do. How about what Washington's going to do? That's the most intriguing thing because they got a really good defense. They're a quarterback away. What are, what are they going to pull out, you know? Well, and that's exactly what I was going to ask you next is I know that coming out of this game, we'll talk about Tampa. Can they really make a run? They've looked good the last three or four weeks. But I'm looking at Washington right now with those young pass rushers with some nice pieces on offense, um, you know, Terry McLaurin, guys like that. I think they're a quarterback away, a veteran quarterback away from being interesting next year. Maybe I'm not comparing apples to apples, but the right. way that Phillip Rivers was able to come in one year right. stopgap, get the Colts to the playoffs. I, I think this is a. I, I think this is to me. It's an interesting division, right? Because we know that uh, you can Dal- win it with anybody, really. Well, you ahead. can, but Dallas yeah. has talent. Uh, Philly is going to be interesting with Jalen Hurts next year because it doesn't look like Carson Wentz is coming back. I know that. Oh, I think you're high on Joe Judge in in New York, but I look at all the pieces at Washington. And I say they're a real quarterback away from being not necessarily a Super Bowl threat, but a threat to to I think be the comfortable favorite in that division. I think you're half right. I think I am going to take the veteran, um, like a Matthew Stafford or something like that, sure. but I'm also going to go ahead and take somebody in the draft um, so I can have him learn, because I know I'm just going to take a guy for a year or two sure. or three, um, just to go ahead and, and see what I could pull, and, and maybe I could make a little bit of noise when it comes to playoff time, but I'm also going to have to take a, a young quarterback, and so heavy in quarterbacks this year, I don't think I could pass, uh, unless you just want to take a rookie and turn the reins over to them, but I think they've had enough of that, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you take a quarterback, uh, whatever 16th overall and he can't make it to the end of year two before you decide to cut him. I was actually thinking about that and I don't want to make light of the Dwayne Haskins thing whatever he's immature he'll grow up he'll learn from this but when they cut you 
two weeks before the right, heading into week seventeen, and they sign a guy literally uh, straight out of the virtual online classroom, not even on a team from an XFL team. That that, that that's when you know you're not in good shape. So, um, if Tampa plays like this, like they did today, in the right now they're up by twelve. Would you say they're going to win their next game or they're in big trouble um, because another team would be able to uh, go ahead and take advantage of what they didn't do right in this one? See, I actually think they're in pretty good shape. Um, depending, I thought when Brady, I, I thought when Brady had time in the pocket, he was fine. And, and they were talking about it early on the podcast, or, or early on the podcast, early on the broadcast. Excuse me. Yeah. Of basically like that, Brady even told them in, in, in leading up to this game that he felt like as long as his offensive line gave him time, he could make plays, and he largely did in the first half. Uh, touchdown to Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronk had a big play. So to me. I actually like how this team's playing. I think the big thing is though, can he can he keep Brady clean in the pocket? Because it goes without saying, you know, he's obviously the least mobile quarterback going, and uh, that's going to be the key going forward. Well, again, if if they're able to hang on and and and, and win this one, look, I am a little concerned about the defense. If Washington's able to put 16 points on the board and they're driving now, um, what's to say that a Saints team or they they won't play the Packers um, because it looks like that will be the Rams unless the Bears win. So they'll probably end up playing the Saints. Uh, I'm not so sure that uh, you know that offense is a lot better than what you're facing against Washington right now. No doubt about that. No, and it is interesting that you know the offense for the Bucks was so good late that I think it did kind of overshadow the defense. Really wasn't all that sharp. 27 to the Falcons in two of the last three weeks. Uh, so it's not as though the defense was playing lights out going into the playoffs. But I'm telling you, man. I, listen, I'll just say this. Yeah, I think it's great, and I think it's interesting. And the thing, you know, Colin Coward always says this. We're in the interesting business. There is nothing more interesting than oh. a 43-year-old Tom oh. Brady wow. uh, just continuing to go through the playoffs. By the way, you, Mr. I-hate-everything-Boston, are you kind of rooting for Brady, not rooting for Brady? Hope- I'm rooting no, I'm rooting for Brady. Now that he's not on the Patriots, I'm rooting for him hmm. so I don't have to hate his guts anymore. My <laughs> question to you is, what would the Patriots have been if he was on their team this year? Um, they finished seven and nine, I believe. Yeah, seven and nine. So would they have been eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six? Remember, ten and six doesn't even get into the playoffs like the Dolphins. They'd have to be eleven and five and hopefully get a tiebreaker. So ten wins and no playoff. I don't know. You tell me what they would have been if they had Brady all year. Yeah, well, just looking at their schedule, I mean, they won the games they were supposed to. They beat the Jets twice. Uh, I'm sorry, touchdown Washington. Ooh. This game's not over. No, why everybody twenty eight twenty two extra point pending, and there's still uh, four fifty one. If I, mean, I can look at, see look correctly. at this place, the stadium's completely empty. Everybody left because they thought the game was over. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. No, you're right, and and it goes back to what we were saying. Is one. Um, there's some real fight to Washington, and there's some real pieces, and I don't think Taylor Heineke is the long-term answer. They got some dudes on this team, though, man, and they're really interesting, and they're playing really hard for Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, excuse right, yeah. me. And I like, I, I, I don't know, I just, I, I like kind of their demeanor and their moxie and and the things that they're doing tonight. 
As Ben Maurer always tells you, the more interesting stories in the loser's locker room. What happens if the loser's locker room turns out to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they're up by six right now, little under five minutes left? Can you imagine if they let this lead slip away and lose this game to Washington? What people going to say? If I'm Tom Brady, I may retire right on the spot <laughs> if I if I had to lose this game. You well, know? and that's what's going to be interesting because on the one hand, you could say, well, the, de- the, the, the defense didn't get the job done, blah, 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 blah. But Brady's getting the ball back with five minutes left here and this is the Brady special from the New England days of chewing that clock up at the very least getting yourself into field goal range which would make it a seven point game if my math is right um, and and just taking time off that clock so we've seen Brady do this a million times before if he can't do it if it's a turnover on downs if it's a punt then it becomes a completely different question well right now let me just get you caught up 28 22 they're going to review it but I believe it is going to be a touchdown They'll be down by six, or I assume they're just going to kick the extra point to make it five in case Tampa gets a field goal, will be eight. So it's still a one possession game. That's the way my math works out. I don't know. Um, we'll see what, what some of these coaches are going to do and what happens with inside these last five minutes. But it looks like it's going to be a touchdown. Tell you what, we'll come back. We'll get you caught up in this game. We'll start talking about the earlier games. Hey, NFL playoffs. Nothing better than this. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. 
All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio, and Tom Brady is doing what Tom Brady does best. With the game on the line, pick up a first down, get a big play, get you in the field goal range, and that's what Brady's doing wow. right now. Tampa leads at 28-23, <clears throat> but the uh, Buccaneers have the ball on Washington's 27, first and 10 for Tampa, and Washington just used up their first timeout with 3.50 left, um, I believe, in the game. So we will let you know what's going on there, Torres. This is getting very awkward. I've never heard you speak so kindly of Tom Brady. Oh, this is what Tom Brady does. Usually it's like, oh, he'll blow it. Oh, he's old. How come they haven't scored yet? I'm not going to give him an A for this game. I'm not even going to give him like a B plus. I'd give him about a B minus to a B. I know there's been receivers that have dropped the ball, and by the time this is all said and done, he may come close to 400 yards passing. But, um, look, he's gone deep a bunch of times also, so i got to give him that. I'd probably give him about a B a B, B plus, maybe. I, I changed my about, about a B is what I'd give him for this game. Yeah, I mean, he's got to go ahead and win this thing now. But, um, no, I'm with you. I, I, I don't think much of it is to blame. Like you said, there was a few drops. I thought he's done a good job of spreading the ball around. And then, like I said, I thought the second half, the, the, the Washington football team, I was going to call them their yeah. previous name, um, you know, I, I thought they did a good job of getting pressure on him. And he is a 43-year-old quarterback, and he isn't very mobile. Um, and you knew if they could get pressure, they could give him problems. So to me, uh, I, I give him a little bit more, probably about a B plus. I don't, I don't think we can well, go in A range. Go you ahead. We have to regrade that. Yes, for a second. there you go. We have to regrade that for a second because uh, we didn't, we didn't look at all the questions. Few problems at the end of there because he just got sacked. Not only does that go ahead and take him out of field goal range, it's going to come up in a big third down where he may have to throw the ball. All you had to do was run it twice, let uh, Washington chew up all their timeouts, get it down to the two minute warning, kick the field goal, go, um, go up by eight and have your defense come in and hopefully you don't get the touchdown of the two-point conversion. Now it's third and 18, and the ball's uh, all the way back at the Washington 35, so they're still close to field goal range, but if they miss that field goal, they're going to give Washington a, a pretty good field position. There. Well, before you give him the failing grade, you know, that part of that is on the play calling. I mean, like you said, keep the ball on the ground, keep the clock moving. Right, right. Instead, uh, you lose however many yards it was. That had there. to have been an audible. I can't believe that that's the play they sent in um, and that Brady didn't look over the defense and said, yeah, I'm going to switch it over to a pass. Um, I see something I like there, but he got sacked. That You can't allow mm. that. They came in like a jailbreak there. Yeah, and it looks like Chase Young, something happened there. It looked like he was limping off the field, so that could be an X factor as well if this game goes any longer. So, Well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be about fourth and two. Um, do you kick the field goal? Uh, do you go for the first down? You pick up the first down, the game is over. There's about 320 <gasps> left, but I think they are going to go for the field goal. I'm not so sure that's... Uh, that it is. That is the right move. I take that it back. Is. You get the field Coach goal Arnie. and you go up by eight. I you get the two yards though. You win the game there. That's what happens there. Well, you just undersold what happened. Was it was third and eighteen, yeah. and they picked up sixteen yards. Right. And so there's no guarantee this this kick is going to go in. You're ahead of us, so you'll know about it any second. While well, they're just lining up here, but I think it's absolutely the right play. If if this field goal goes through, yeah. they're up by eight. Yeah, uh, and like I said, they were in field goal range anyway. They were at the 35-yard line, um, so uh, it looks like it's going to be good. It's going to be Tampa 31. Oh, what an undersell. Washington 23. That just stuck in there on the left-hand corner. Did it not there or what, huh? Well, we're just now seeing it. Yeah. That was such an undersell by you. Come on. Well, That's an X-factor. Come on, just, Joe Buck. Let's yeah. go. Like I say, Joe Buck's job is not in, in Joe danger. Joe Buck and Arnie Spanier on the call here, so there you go. Yeah, w- yeah, one of those is not like the other. But. Yeah, he kind of got 
about that. And there's, there's been a couple of doinks uh, off yes. the goalposts today. Um, earlier today, while we're keeping our eye on this, the Buffalo Bills get a 27-24 victory over Indy, which was a real good one. I just want you to know something. What, what, My wife that? is a diehard Buffalo yeah. Bills fan. She, we got married 25 years ago, the last time the Bills won a playoff game. For 25 years, she's been calling me the jinx for her Buffalo Bills, saying I jinxed her Bills by by us getting married. 25 years of jinxing your team. We Remember, we had our 25-year anniversary. They finally won. All she kept saying all day is, the jinx is over. The jinx is over. We won. It's like it's like they won the Super Bowl, for crying out loud. It, I go, relax. It's just one playoff victory, but... It has been a long 25 years. I want you to know that. For her marriage or for the playoff draft? <laughs> Which one? No, no, come on. She's lucky to be married to me. What's wrong with you? Huh? Yeah. Somebody actually tweeted in. I, I think yeah. it might have been Chewy that said that uh, Beth is the, the star of the day with her, her uh, Buffalo Bills getting the win. But no, listen, it was kind of a weird win. Um, you know, the Colts. I thought played really well. Yes, uh, I did. You know, we're talking. You know, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, but they 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 controlled the time of possession. Yep. They controlled third. I mean, um, uh, Buffalo was horrible on third down conversions. Um, they had more yards. Yet Buffalo um, won the game, and Buffalo had that two touchdown lead. I, I still could understand why because uh, Colts did a great job offensively, no doubt. They did. They left a lot of points on the field, though. I mean, and I think that's that's an important part of it uh, for people who didn't get a chance to see the game right before halftime. They were driving, could have kicked a field goal at the time. It would have made it 14-13 heading into the break. They decide to go for it. Phillip Rivers, I don't know if he overthrew him. It was by about a half an inch. It wasn't that much of an overthrow. I can't really blame Phillip Rivers, but they don't convert. They leave three points on the field. And then later in the game, this was the one that I thought was the killer, was when I think it was a 14-play drive that that took seven minutes off the clock, and then they missed a field goal. Right. Um, you know, you leave points on the clock, uh, or leave points on the field. I know on the road, I know it's not technically a road game, whatever, but, uh, well, it is technically a road game, but it's not a real road game. But you leave points on the field, it almost always comes back to haunt you, and I felt like it did for Indy today. Back up to where you said that Rivers overthrew him on fourth down when they went to it, went for it. That wasn't the problem. The problem came on third down when it was third in goal from the one, one and a half, and they pitched it out to the wide right yep. and lost two and a half yards. If you know you're going to go for it on fourth down, Aaron, you do the quarterback sneak or you run right into the line and get that half a yard to a yard, and then you jump on over. You don't pitch it out. You lost two and a half yards. I thought they would have said, okay, we give up, we'll kick the field goal. They still went for it at that point, you know? No, you're 100% right, and it just speaks to in the playoffs, I mean, the margin of error is so thin um, you look at uh, the second game today uh, which I know we'll get into in a Rams, minute but Seattle, yeah. Russell Wilson throws a pick six I mean these are things that you know in the regular season uh, might not matter you might lose a game there's next week you got to be on your P's and Q's in the playoffs and so uh, I I obviously considered that play but also the decision to go for it I mean you're just leaving points on the field and you just don't know later when it could come back to cost you I kind of respect Frank Reich for being aggressive but like you said you could have been smarter on third down you also could have taken the points on fourth down if buffalo plays like this next week 
Um, and the week after, will they continue to win, or they got to play better defensively than they did against Indianapolis, who, like I said, did a great job offensively. They they were in the red zone four times at one point and only got one touchdown, one field goal. That's not going to cut it, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I was thinking about the, this Buffalo defense. Um, couple really bad weeks in the middle of the year. They played really well down the stretch, but if you actually look at who they played, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, when Pittsburgh was about as bad as they were at any point all season, uh, Denver, Patriots, Dolphins at the end of the season with your boy Tua, no Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick, I, you know, I, I kind of was thinking during the game, it was the defense that good or was the competition late maybe not as good as we had considered and maybe that's a factor in the Bills getting so hot at the end of the season. It's just something to think about. I'm not saying I'm ready to – I picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl in our official Fox Sports radio picks. I'm not ready to give up on them yet. I'm not ready right. to throw dirt on the grave. I'm just saying you look at the second half of that schedule, it kind of makes you reconsider some things. By the way, I learned something today. Uh-oh, what's that? I always thought it was the 40-second play clock. Okay. I guess it's the 40.5 second play clock um, where you get an extra half a second to get the ball off. How many times? I go, no, no, no. It's the 40 second play clock, not the 40.5 second play clock. I can't understand. Three times they let it go to zero. They go, okay, get the play off. No, you're a half second too late. I That's like saying, well, I always stepped out of bounds by an inch. Can't you give it to me? I No, you can't. You're a half a second late. I, I And the officials are saying, well, they, they kind of give you the benefit of that. I never heard of such a thing, you know? <laughs> what, it's not for, it's not 40.5 seconds. It's the 40-second play clock. Why do you get an extra half second to, to turn your head and blow the whistle? It's not like you're getting a doctor's exam there. Turn your head and cough. <laughs> look at the play and look at the clock at the same time. What's wrong with people? Uh, yeah, no. It's, you it's, know what I'm talking about? The, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and I was going to say, it is yeah. interesting how the NBA does tend to just kind of bend their rules uh, when it comes to the playoffs because they want to... NFL, NFL. Yeah, NFL. Yeah. Sorry, we got an NBA game on in studio with this with this football game. Um, remember the year that the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl and all year long it was that weird catch rule where you had to make a football yeah. move and there was like seven games decided. I remember a Patriots-Steelers game was decided on this play and then come the Super Super Bowl, there was like seven questionable calls, and none of them were called the way that it was all regular season long. So I'm not really surprised, uh, by the way, as we go into the two-minute warning here with yeah. this uh, game. So Not looking good. It's going to be fourth and 21. This could be their final chance. We'll let you know if you want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. we got another game to look at. How did the Rams beat Seattle? That's coming up next. But first, what do we usually do at this time, Torres? What do we usually do right about here? Well, if you don't give DeSager the night off, we go to DeSager. Oh, look at you. I let you drive a little bit. Don't say there I don't go. let you drive. See, that there was pretty you good. go. You took the wheel a little bit. Did you not? Little Did bit. you not take the wheel? You, you let me look at the wheel from I the back seat. Yeah. I let you drive there. Give me back the wheel. Let's go to DeSager, see what's trending out there. Arnie let's has no power. You know that. He's the wow. guy telling the NFL, hey, zero means zero. See, nothing's That's been done about it, that it either. I, you don't, if you I couldn't agree bounds, with you, you both like, more. You, you Absolutely. Say, you don't say an inch. I'm only an inch out of Why bounds. are you using a clock at all? I mean, <laughs> I, I will give them credit for at least being consistent on this. This is always the explanation, not just today, not this season. But honestly, that why do you have a clock 
Going down 3-2 on a play clock in football, if zero doesn't mean zero, yes, and you will exactly. always give them the benefit it's of the like doubt. It's like soccer with extra time. You never know it's, how much Yeah, exactly, really exactly. Broadway, At least yeah. they don't put this, the, uh, the, the time up on the scoreboard and then people saying, wait a minute, zero means zero. No, the NFL does that, and then it, it doesn't mean zero. It's going to be incomplete, looks like. the Fourth down incompletion. Yeah, we'll uh, hang on to win this game. And you were also talking about the uh, Colts. My goodness, did they make a bunch of mistakes. Ooh, ooh. They, yeah. they deserve to be out. They just didn't deserve to win that game. Lost at Buffalo 27-24. But keep in mind on that where they should have gotten some points late in the yeah. first half, they had a second and goal at the two. And another time they were at, I believe, the one and brought right. in Jacoby Brissett for the quarterback sneak. Yep. Not enough people talk about this. And I know he may have played his last game, but Phillip Rivers just flat out does not do the quarterback sneak. One in the last seven years. One. <laughs> they they bring in other people to run the play. He never does. How does right. that benefit your team? There was a time on this drive you were talking about, second goal at the two, they split him out wide and had a direct snap to the running back and tried to get in that way and couldn't. And then the loss wow. of yards on third down that you mentioned. That was the killer. The yeah. incompletion in the end zone on fourth down. And then guess what? You get no points. You lose the game by three, by the way. And right after that, the Bills drive 96 yards for a touchdown to take the lead. My goodness. Indianapolis just, this was a game for the taking, and they just <laughs> wouldn't take it. Buffalo 27-24, the final. Looks like it's going to be Tampa Bay 31-23, the final at Washington. Under a minute to go, and the Bucks are taking a knee. Tom Brady is going to wind up with 381 yards passing and two touchdowns. Wow. But, boy, there were missed opportunities to yeah. pull away and take this game earlier. At Tampa Bay, as I mentioned on the previous show, did not crown itself in glory. It is a playoff win, survive in advance. That's There's something right. to that. But, wow, they settled for short field goals twice in this game. They had an extra point kick block in the first quarter and then went for two on a run early in the second quarter. <laughs> I mean, what if Washington, they're only down eight in the last two minutes. What if Washington was able to tie this game? Tampa Bay should have just, it's second quarter, kick the extra point. They'd have been up nine late in the game instead. That's what I said, yeah. Wow. And it is now a final. 31-23, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do advance. You were talking about the standings, and yes, top-seeded Green Bay, if they win tomorrow, will be hosting the Rams because that would be the lowest remaining seed, right. assuming there's no Bears upset tomorrow. Exactly. So it could be a Tampa Bay at New Orleans divisional playoff game mm. next weekend. As we look at the weather, of course, this is the only dome playoff game this whole weekend is that New Orleans game against the Bears tomorrow. Today we had a couple games in the 30s with the temperatures. Tomorrow as well we will. The first game is 1 p.m. Eastern, Ravens at Titans, temperature in the 30s. And the Sunday night game, it'll be low 30s at Pittsburgh hmm. with Steelers against the Browns. So our winners are Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and the L.A. Rams, who look like they have the top-ranked defense in the league, which they do. They sacked Russell Wilson five times, had a pick six. They were three for three on field goals, too. 30-20, to 20, the Rams win at Seattle. Rookie Cam Akers, 28 carries, 131 yards, and a score. In the NBA, eight games. The late contest, the only one still going. Portland is ripping the Kings at Sacramento. Third quarter, 88-57. to C.J. Wow. McCollum with 32 points. Tim Hardaway Jr. in Dallas had 36 points in a win over Orlando. San Antonio's DeMar DeRozan, 38 points in an overtime victory at Minnesota. And a triple-double at Charlotte for LaMelo Ball in a win against Atlanta. He's the youngest to have a triple-double in league history. 
college hoops. Let's see. We have a final rolling in here from Tucson, Arizona. UCLA over the Arizona Wildcats, 81-76. The Bruins are 9-2. Arizona falls to 9-3. UCLA 5-0 in conference. And by the way, in conference tonight, 17th-ranked Oregon, which was down 10 at the half, has come back to win at Utah, 79-73. But the Bruins ahead of them in the standings, 5-0 in league play. Back to you. All right. Thanks to Sager, Aaron Torres, Artie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. It is a final. Tampa wins it 31-23. So Tom Brady survived in advance, almost 400 yards passing. I guess I should give him a B plus. Uh, we'll see what Tampa does when they go to New Orleans. I don't want to put the uh, cart ahead of the horse, but I don't see an upset in the, in that Bears-New Orleans game. But good win by Tampa. Um, good to see Brady get the victory in a non-Patriot uniform. I guess we've got the answer, did we not, Torres? Tom, uh, uh, Bill needs Tom more than Tom needs Bill, right? I was going to say, the divorce isn't official yet, but Belichick is in the one-bedroom apartment eating SpaghettiOs <laughs> out of the can, okay? In in a, a crusty old uh, cut-off yeah. hoodie, which he wears anyway, so that was pre-divorce. But anyway, no, I mean, listen, I thought he was awesome, and, you know, first of all, um, you know, and I think the other thing, too, with Brady that we have to consider, it's not just his age. To go to a completely new organization and completely change the culture of the way things were. And I know he's got a ton of talent there, and I know he brought a lot of talent with him, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, etc. But I mean, this is a franchise that has been losing forever, and for him to walk in in year one, and I know there were some struggles early, but if you look at the way they played down the stretch, you could tell they were a completely different team those last few weeks out of the bye to go 4-0 and in their final four, uh, get them to the playoffs. I'm... I'm I see I give him a B B to B plus for this game, but I think what he has done this year, it's it, we've almost come to expect it from Tom Brady, but it's really impressive when you think about it. You know, I gotta tell you something. There's one thing I've been ripping Brady about um that he's been doing actually for the last uh, let's say fifteen years, um, that if he didn't do that, we'd really destroy him. We always say you gotta take a hometown discount. You gotta take a break. You're rich, your wife is rich. Stop asking for a bunch of money. You're just going to hurt the team. Take the hometown discount. Take the hometown discount, right? And that's what he has been doing for pretty much most of his career. Is that fair to say, uh, Torres, that he's taken a little bit less than – I don't even know if he's ever been a top-five paid quarterback in the NFL, you know? No, he's taken the hometown discount for sure. And I always thought that he should have taken the hometown discount until just about a, a couple of days ago. Um, when I saw the story about Bill Belichick, did you – See how much was being floated out that how much this guy makes a year? How much Bill Belichick makes? Yeah. Remember, Nick Saban makes $12 million a year. Nick Saban doesn't make $12 million a year. Urban Meyer wants $12 million a year, I think. Uh, okay. was well, that, I think that was the story. Okay. Nick Saban makes like eight or nine. You know, okay. ho-hum, little ch- you know, seat, you know, coins in the seat cushion, but continue. I, I think Pro Football Talk put it out that Bill Belichick ma- is making $20 million. I didn't and, see that. And, and I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. This guy, did he take a hometown discount? Where's his hometown discount? Why? And I know his salary doesn't count against the cap. But now I'm starting to understand why Tom Brady was so upset all these years. Probably saying to himself, I got to take the discount? I don't know, Bill, are you taking any less for your 20 or $15 million that you've been making for all these years? Because that's a lot of money. Do you think that's true that he's making 20 I wouldn't doubt that report, to be honest with you. Well, uh, you know... Uh... Every report that up until this 
this report that came out this week yeah. was that he was making in the neighborhood of twelve. No, no, they. I think it was no. on Pro Football. Talk. No, no, I'm yeah. saying I'm saying before this report yeah, came out, right. we, we thought it was around twelve, twelve and yeah. a half. Um, the only argument I could make is that you know Bill Belichick's salary doesn't count against the salary cap. And is it worth it because he went to nine Super Bowl? I guess you have to say yes, right? It's worth it, but yes, mm-hmm. I also think he's a little bit of a hypocrite for saying that that you know Tom Brady should take a hometown discount. I think that's I think two, both things can be fair. Well, also again, I know it's a little apples to oranges, but his salary doesn't count against the cap. But he forced Brady out, right? Oh yeah, he, he didn't want to give Brady his money. Um, Kraft went along with it. I'd be pretty bitter if I was Brady saying, you're going to force me out because of what? I'm too old and I'm making too much money. Sure, I'd have an attitude and a chip on my shoulder. Um, you better believe it. I, I I mean, geez, it would drive me crazy knowing that Belichick was making $20 million a year and I got a leap because he's kicking me out of here. I'd be furious about that, you know? No, absolutely. And it's, it's just, you know, it, it just plays into how everything ended. Brady wanted to end his career there. And Arnie, I'm telling you, man, I still think back to um, being on air with you after the Patriots lost to the Titans last year, and we had this conversation of, you know, the Chargers were the hot team at the time. Nobody was really talking Tampa. And I just vividly remember saying... These two sides need each other. Belichick, you're not going to start over at 68 years old or whatever with a new quarterback. Brady, this is still the best opportunity for you, the best organization, the best infrastructure. And I go back to that and to see how it all blew up, and it didn't have to. Just show Tom Brady his respect. Get him some playmakers on the outside. Uh, treat him with the respect that he deserves as the greatest Hall of Fame or the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, it didn't have to end the way that it did. And as we said to lead this segment. Divorce is over. Paperwork's been filed. Lawyers are collecting their fees. And Tom Brady ended up with the house, the boat, the car, the the, the dogs, everything. I, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres? I thought you were going to say something after that. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. Um, I think Patriot fans are livid. Absolutely livid. I'm looking at what's coming in um, on Twitter. A lot of people saying, yeah, Brady worked so hard to move on to a new team. So hard. Uh, Hinkley signed three days ago after washing cars for a living. Get a grip. Um, no, you know, that Heineke, by the way. And, and by the way, I thought he was a stud. Um, I thought he was fantastic. Matter of fact, a lot of people are giving him kudos for what he was able to do today. You know that, Torres? Uh, no, I thought he was phenomenal. He kept him in the game. Uh, he was dynamic with the ball in his hands, and uh, he. I came away really impressed. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, obviously, look, Ron Rivera didn't know what to expect because throughout the week we weren't sure who was going to start. Were they going to switch quarterbacks? Were they going to go back and forth? He plays. He's phenomenal. He throws for over 300 yards, rushing touchdown. He was awesome tonight. I can't believe we didn't get into the Rams-Seahawks yet. And we're almost done with our number one, so we got to give that its due, uh, due justice. And Russell Wilson, are we sure he's the best quarterback right up there, like number one or number two? Are we sure about that? We'll discuss that. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. You must know this one, Arnie, right? Oh, absolutely. From your youth, you should know it. Not Absolutely. your youth, like your middle age, but two two live crew. You you had part of it right. Tupac, <laughs> Tupac, Tupac. Close. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I, meant. I got confused. Aaron Torres, Artie Spaniard. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. One game we didn't get to. Rams thirty, Seattle twenty. Um, I do want to give Rams a whole bunch of credit. I thought their defense was absolutely fantastic. And talking about being gritty and gutty and getting in there, uh, what can you say about Jared Goff? I mean, this guy had his uh, thumb surgically put back on, I think. Um, and he just goes out there. 9-19, nothing great, but the 155 yards, one touchdown, no interception. Um, he was a big part of the victory. Good victory by the Rams. <laughs> Great victory by the Rams. I mean, I know, again, we we have to uh, paraphrase that there is no real home field advantage, but to go on the road... Backup quarterback, backup quarterback gets hurt, goes to the starting quarterback who's or backup quarterback gets hurt, so you go to the starting quarterback who is hurt. Right. Um, and you know, the defense just stepped up and played so well. I, I know you want to get into the Russell Wilson stuff, but I do think a lot of this just credit goes to to the Los Angeles Rams. They were the better prepared team. Um, you know, Jared Goff stepped up when he needed to. I mean, it wasn't like a uh, you know, extra, you know, Herculean performance or anything like that. He only threw nineteen passes, but he he threw the passes when he needed to. Cam Akers was obviously phenomenal. So I, I you know I know we want to get to Seattle, but I do want to give uh, the Rams credit for doing their part and getting this win. Russell Wilson, eleven of twenty-seven, one hundred seventy-four yards, two touchdowns, and that one glaring interception that was a pick-six, which was the first time that's been done this year, um, where it's been intercepted on a uh, you know a, a pass like that. 
Um, are we sure Russell Wilson's one of the top two quarterbacks in the NFL? Look, I know he has all those Super Bowls, all those four Super. Oh, he doesn't have four. <laughs> I, I know say- he has all those Super, those three Super. He has three, right? No, he doesn't have three. He has two? Well, I mean, no, come no, on. No, no, he has one. Drew Brees he, has one. Know, Aaron Rodgers has one. But I'm not one. saying Drew Brees is one of the top two quarterbacks in the NFL. Look, I know Patrick he has Mahomes one. has one, so he's not one of the top two quarterbacks? He just He's brand new. I Look, I know that um, Russell Wilson has uh, got a Super Bowl recently. Oh, wait a minute. That was seven years ago. Are we sure? That this guy's one of the top two quarterbacks in the just remind me. I want to be sure about this because I didn't see it today. That's for sure. Well, I've had this theory for a while. Is you know, if you remember back to the beginning of the season, oh, let Russ cook and we're going to let him loose and all that stuff. I think they overcooked Russ. I really do. I, th- I think they got to turn down the burner a little bit because I just think that they've got – and today they, they were somewhat effective running the ball. But over the course of the season, I feel like they got away from what made the Seahawks the Seahawks over the last couple years, and that is Russell Wilson can kill you when he needs to, but we're going to run the ball down your throat. We're going to play good defense. They were 12th in the NFL in rushing this year, 4th last year, and I, I never felt like the, the offense was balanced enough. I felt like they put too much on Russell Wilson's shoulders. Not saying that that he doesn't have any blame for their lack of success in the playoffs this year, um, but I, I thought they put too much on his shoulders. I thought it became too much about Russ, and I think they lost what made them so successful over the previous couple years. He deserves to be ripped just like all the other quarterbacks we would have ripped like Tom Brady had he lost or Ben Roethlisberger if he loses, or Baker Mayfield if they didn't get into the playoffs. He deserves the same treatment because he's getting a boatload of money, and that boatload of money isn't supposed to be for 11 completions out there. That was an embarrassment. I can't remember the last time I've seen Seattle look that bad at home during the playoffs. That was horrible, you know? Well, it is funny, and I'm not going to sit here and say that. I don't think he's a phenomenal quarterback. It does feel like we make quite a bit of excuses for him. Like last year, when they lost to Green Bay. Oh, he doesn't have anybody, and he's leading all these comebacks. But, you know, who does he really have? Who, what kind of help does he have? And then, obviously, this year, DK Metcalf really emerged even more so. And But even in this loss... I don't see the chorus calling, uh, you know, you know, calling out Russell Wilson for his performance no. today. And so I think it's a fair point by you, Ernie. I really do. Yeah, well, I guess all those Super Bowls, excuse me, the one Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that yeah. happened seven years ago. Same with Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Drew Brees. We could talk about that Wow, well, uh, Rodgers will have two. You didn't count the one this year. Uh, hour <laughs> one in the books. Well, oh, boy, that was quick hour. Uh, we'll come on back, uh, get you ready for Sunday's game, talk more about what happened today. Uh, DeSager's going to go ahead and stop on by. This is going to be a busy hour. Uh, Torres and Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You want to be part of the show real simple, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one on this Saturday, ninth day of January, of course. Wild card weekend. I love the whole three games, three games, Saturday, Sunday. I can get used to this one through seven um, and one getting the bye week. I, I, one through eight be better, but I get used to this, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't mind it at all. I mean, I I do like that we're still getting one team getting a buy. Listen, if you if you play your butt off all season, you should be rewarded for that. And so I have no problem with uh, with with the top seed in each league or each conference, I should say, getting the first round by. But I do like the fact that uh, we got three games. It was fun. You kind of, especially here on the West Coast, before you even blink, 
it's ten a, it's ten a.m. Pacific. You got a game on, so I liked it a lot. Um, and by the way, if I seem distracted, um, I apologize. I have a picture of the uh, stadium in Buffalo, and I am counting the fans right now. I'm up to seven thousand three hundred fifty-two. Uh, seems more like sixty. There was more than sixty-seven hundred in that place. You can't tell me that that stadium was that many people in there, and it was only sixty-seven hundred. I'm not. I'm not buying that, Torres. I, I saw your that. tweet about yes, I don't uh, believe yeah, one twenty yes. uh, Eastern yeah. time, and yeah, it looked a little packed. There was definitely a couple. A little col- yeah, there was definitely there was some college games that were a lot like that uh, throughout this year, where you turn on a Texas A&M yes. game or a Florida game, you say, wait a yes. second, that doesn't look like 25% capacity to me, but listen, if you could do it safely, uh, those fans have been waiting for 25 years. If it was, you know, 7,200 instead of 6,700, I'm sorry, I'm not going to freak I know. out about it. Uh, well, I, look, I, I don't know, but it seemed more than 10,000. I mean, look, they spread them out, but I'm like, you know, I was telling my wife, it seemed there's like about three, four, five hundred in every section. And there's like 20 sections full, there 30 sections full. I don't understand this. I, I go, there's only, if there was only 6,700, you, you would think you could put about 2,500 on one side, 2,500 on the other side, right? That's 5,000 and split the rest between the end zones and you're done, right? And that, and that, that's the way I thought about it. It didn't look that way to me, you know? So let me ask you a question. And by the way, I missed the fans. It, it's, I, I didn't look, I've always missed the fans, but it didn't finally really, really resonate until playoffs come around. And, you know, you look it up and there's no, the, the crowd's not cheering, even though you had a little bit in the Buffalo game and they made a little bit of a noise to kind of, um, you know, hurt uh, one of their snaps, but I, I miss the crowd. That's what playoff football is about, you know? I was going to ask, so obviously, you know, your wife being a Buffalo Bills fan, when they play, do you guys, like, sit on the couch together and share a bowl of popcorn, or like what, like what, or do you still go in your office and watch the game solo? No, no I, I, I'm not in my office. We're, you know, in our uh, living room area, and we have the big TV on, but she can't stand uh, to just sit there and watch the game. Really? Oh, she, she it, it just eats her stomach up. Matter of fact, right at kickoff, she started to do a little cleaning around the house, right? Oh, nice. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to like this. And, you know, not, not like scrubbing or anything, like just putting things away. And she unplugged something and unplugged the wrong thing and unplugged the TV. Oh, no. The whole TV, the cable, went. it took me 15 minutes before it hooked back up. I'm watching the beginning of the game on my phone. Wow. And she kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I go, you're doing this on purpose to me. I go, why do you need to do this now? She goes, oh I'm decorating the house for Valentine's Day. I go, that's in over a month from now. What sure. You? I go, don't worry about Valentine's Day. Stop with this. Yeah, she couldn't wait until Monday. She couldn't yes. wait until halftime. Um, she yeah. was, uh, yeah, she was very excited. Like I said, we got married 25 years ago was the last time the Bills won a playoff game. Um, and I was the jinx. She always blamed me that I'm the reason why the Bills have never won a playoff game. Now the jinx is out the window. The Bills finally won 27-24. What did you think of Josh Allen? 26-35, 324. What well, was impressive, and I, you might not think it's a big thing, Aaron, when they were down early, well, look, they were up 7-3, then it was 14-10, but when they were down 3 nothing, and they had the bad field position, even when they were up 7-3, he never forced it. He never came up with the big turnover, which was what the Colts feasted on during the regular season sure. to give the Colts the easy touchdown. Um, they only gave up 10 points until the fourth quarter. So 
give Josh Allen credit. Yes, he managed the game great, but he didn't have that big turnover that got the Colts uh, jump started. Yeah, no, he just, uh, first of all, I thought he played well. Um, oh, I thought he played great. Yeah, and yeah. and what I was, dude, he is just the guy that, I know we talk about Mahomes and maybe up until this last two or three weeks we talked about Russell Wilson with the plays that they can make but the way that he Josh Allen can off his back foot you know like flick his wrist and it goes 40 yards downfield it's unbelievable and it's so funny because I was thinking about this and I know I'm far from the first person to say this but we spent so much time last offseason talking about Tom Brady to the Bucks, Philip Rivers to Indy Cam Newton to here Jameis Winston to there Andy Dalton to there there's no bigger impact than Stephon Diggs with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, what he does with that offense, which opens up running lanes because now they can go over the top. I still think – I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, Arnie. I still think they're going to be dangerous, 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 even though they weren't phenomenal today. The Bills did um, that, You're getting Stephon Diggs, I mean, uh, to help Josh Allen, something the Patriots haven't done for Tom Brady in 15 years, and that's get a wide sure. receiver. I, I can't remember the last time. They've always had Gronk. I understand that, but they took him in the draft. I, I, we always said Brady has no receivers. Well, Edelman's been around for a while, um, but they went ahead and said, we got to go ahead and make the offense better. Let's help our young quarterback. Yes. That's exactly what the doctor ordered. When Minnesota got rid of him, I was shaking my head going, what's going on here? What a great pickup that was. Bigger than I even thought it was going to be um, for, for Buffalo. Well, yeah, and we spent so much time the last couple of years. Oh, the defense, the, you know, they take care of the ball. Josh Allen seems to be getting better. But the leap he made, I mean, it's a credit to him, right? But it is a direct correlation of he does have that wide receiver over the top. So I was just thinking about it today. Uh, it, it, it's just, it just is a game changer, and the guy is so good. And I still like the Bills. And by the way, we put out our uh, Super Bowl picks. So you got Green Bay over KC. Did I see that correctly? I have Green Bay over Kansas City in my Super Bowl pick. I have Green Bay over Buffalo. So our Green Bay Packers. When they win it, yes. you can't say my Green Bay Packers. It's our Green Bay Packers. It's like being being married. We share that fifty fifty. <laughs> Who um, had more pressure to win today? The Buffalo Bills, who haven't won a playoff game in 25 years, or Tom Brady. Um, and I know, I mean, how much pressure is there on a guy that's been nine Super Bowls and have won six? But it seemed like there was pressure. was obviously playing for a new team. I don't know who had more pressure. Uh, remember, the young quarterback bowed out last year, 25 years between Super Bowl, uh, excuse me, since playoff wins. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I guess the mm. Bills had the more pressure, I'm guessing, no? I completely disagree. I Whoa. mean, Tom Brady, you 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 leave Nine New England. Super Bowls? Yeah. You leave New England. Yeah. Go to Tampa. Yeah. Everything's built around you. You bring in A.B., you bring in Gronk. But, Arnie, if you lose to Taylor Hineke Ooh. in Ooh. the first round of the playoffs wow. with yeah. no fans in the stands... I mean, I guess there's a, a world where he throws for five touchdowns and they lose, you know, 42 to 41 or whatever. But I'm just saying, you lose that game, it becomes the whole thing of, you know, well, if you can't do it with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, when is he going to do it? And is this really going to work? And should they, br- you know, like, I don't think it's any doubt. I mean, the Bills are still, I feel like, in a little bit of a honeymoon phase where if things go wrong, they won the division, they got the home playoff game, they had fans there. Um, you know, now they've obviously won a playoff game, and nobody thinks they're going to beat KC anyway. Now I think they can. I, I think people think they can. I don't think they think they w- that they will. So to me, I think it's Tom Brady, no doubt. I think it's absolutely Tom Brady. What about Russell Wilson? Did he not have any pressure to go ahead and um? 
and win a playoff game? I mean, let's be honest. Like I said, it's been about seven years since he's won that Super Bowl. Um, he's not had the best of luck. He's uh, has not been back. Matter of fact, the last, what is it, the last three years, I think he has, um, what, four uh, playoff wins. Uh, actually, he last four years. Did he have a, a a lot of pressure to take his team to the Super Bowl this year? They had they were what thirteen and three for crying out loud or something twelve and four twelve but and four it yeah. it it's interesting because we talked about it in hour one. It doesn't feel like there's any venom uh, coming after him in terms of, uh, you know, why didn't you get this done? And you look at down the stretch, and look, I get it. They won they won the games they needed to down the stretch to win the division to get that home game today. But you look at his last four games. Uh, he, he had a good game against the Jets. Then he played Washington, uh, 121 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The Rams game that clinched the division, 225 yards, one touchdown. And then San Francisco, 181 yards, two touchdowns. So it's not as though he, you know, early in the year, I mean, he was throwing the ball all over the field. But if you really look at the last, really, three games of the year and even some of the other ones throughout the second half of the season – I mean, it, it isn't what he was doing. I think we, we have this this image in our head of week one, week two, week three, where he's throwing for five touchdowns a game. That hasn't been the case for really most of the second half of the season. You know, you say even though there's no home field because the fans aren't there, there's more to home field than just the fans. Um, it's You don't have to travel. Uh, the weather, the being familiar with the surroundings like Seattle is. Well, thank goodness the Rams didn't have to do the really freezing cold weather with the rain and all that. Obviously, that would have made a difference. And, yeah, the fans make a difference also, but there's more than just the fans. I mean, that really was a road game going up to Seattle. It's always tough to win up there, fans or no fans. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's fair, although they did. Uh, the Rams did win there earlier this year, so... It's not that hard. They probably should have won there last year. They missed a field goal with like 10 seconds left. So, no, I mean, I I think, listen, I do think not having fans is a huge X factor. It's, by the way, why I like Green Bay to to make it to the Super Bowl and to ultimately win because they're basically the only team that has home field advantage, I believe, because the weather is so cold at Lambeau, plus they get the week off. So, uh, you know, I, I... I don't think we should discredit the Rams, but I don't think we can act like it's the same thing going up there and winning the game the way they did. By the way, I guess we should know this, but is it still just going to be possibly first responders and nurses, doctors, that type of people for the Super Bowl? Or um, people with regular people with tickets can't go, correct? I, they're, they're not, they, they just can't go down to, down the fort and say, hey, let's go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it's just going to be for what? For first responders and people like that, I'm guessing. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah, I don't I don't think anything's changed. I, I can't say definitively that I have an answer to that right now. I was kind of wondering, maybe you would know this because you're more entrenched in the radio. Like, is there like a radio row or like people going? Is it just going to be no media except for the people that broadcast it? That's kind of what I was thinking about today with this playoff starting. I, I, I can't imagine radio row and all that stuff is going to be like it was the last couple of years. And you know how there's guests going in and out and stuff like that. I don't think it's going to be like that at all. I I don't know for a fact. We'll have to wait and see. But I think a lot of stations are going to cut on back, especially with what's going on. By the way, Mike uh, uh, sends it on Twitter. Heineke is the real story tonight. I agree. Uh, Yeah, we got to give him a little bit of love. He just toughed it out, gritted out. I love the way this Washington team, I love their future. I love the Dolphins' future. There's a couple of teams. Whoa. Yeah. You love the Dolphins' future? What are they going to do a quarterback? Ah. Yeah, I was going to say. He's going to be back. You know he's going to be back. I I know he's going to be back, but you were trying to sell me even before Week 17 that he shouldn't be back. So, 
I'm I was a little saying. upset. I was just a little upset at that point. So what are they going to do? Draft Devontae Smith, the wide receiver? <laughs> of course. Seriously, yeah. No, yeah, they will. Of course they will. They should. And uh, th- th- just, just like it worked out for Buffalo when they got themselves a wide receiver. There you go. You got yeah. the next Josh Allen right there in Miami. They're uh, almost identical. Their games are me- near, near, nearly identical. So, What about the Rams? Can they continue like this with what they have at quarterback with a, a banged-up golf? So. I'm, I'm not so sure they can win their next game. No, you're go- now you're going to Green Bay. I don't. I don't see that happening. No. Yeah, that especially in the cold weather. Yeah, I don't know what the. That's what I like. mean. Yeah. I got to assume it's pretty cold in January. Yes, I, I. I don't mean to uh, to to not give you much to work with there, but no. It, I'm sorry, Jared Goff. It was a great story, but unless we get mo- uh, multiple pick sixes, we got one today. Uh, multiple defensive touchdowns. I don't see it happening. All right, you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. What about Sunday's games? We got three on tap. We'll discuss that. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. All right. Good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. We're getting a lot on Twitter. You could reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. One stat I wanted to give you that I saw come across on Twitter. Tom Brady has beaten 17 different teams in the playoffs. Wow. He's beaten more teams in the playoffs 
than any other quarterback has total wins in playoff history. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of those. I think they yes. just said his uh, he has double the most wins of any other quarterback in playoff history. Wow. And Joe Mont- it would obviously be Joe Montana, I think. So. Wow. Um, Brian says, Torres, this self-centered, egotistical, stinking genius, is worse than NFL wide receivers worried about building his brand, social media following, <laughs> and doing TikTok videos. That's you. Instead of doing show prep and subpar radio host. I think uh, that he knows you well. I mean, I, I do hear your TikTok account is blowing up, though. Oh, absolutely. What are you up to, like seven followers now? Eight? Me and me and Mr. Beast. We're yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, you know, it's funny. My mom was, uh, I was on the phone with my mom, and apparently uh, they were listening. My, my mom and my stepdad were listening to the show, and they looked up Mr. Beast, and now my stepdad's obsessed with Mr. Beast because oh. of you. Oh, yeah. he's It's quite a thing. He opened up 300 hamburger shops over the weekend, I think. <laughs> oh, good Seriously. for him. Um, Roger says, Buffalo over the Chiefs. When did this become a comedy show, Arnie? Whoa, yeah, shots that's, fired. That's at at you, Torres. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's a you. There's no I doubt mean, about that. the Bills are the number. First of all, the, can we just talk about the like the Chiefs were coasting? I, we all think they're the most talented team in the NFL, or at least the most dynamic offense. But let's stop acting like they're playing. They've been playing at peak physical form. They needed a fluke drop touchdown to beat the Atlanta Falcons, Arnie. And this is in 2017. Falcons weren't up 28 to 3. This Falcons stink. Um, let's go to Paul Bills Mafia then. He goes, I like uh, how you guys are ignoring the elephant in the room. A crime was almost committed in Orchard Park, New York. The NFL tried to steal the game from the Buffalo Bills. I assume he's talking about at the end of the game when Indianapolis looked like they fumbled and they ruled no fumble. They reviewed the play and they upheld no fumble when it was an obvious fumble. I'm not sure why they didn't see the fumble. I, I thought it was kind of obvious. And and Torres, I'll ask you a question. I'm sure you won't know the answer to anyway. That's what I love. Sure. Um, When they looked at that replay, there was 28 seconds left on the clock. Why wasn't there a 10-second runoff? And that Because there was no timeouts left for the Bills at that point. Excuse me, for Indianapolis. So why wasn't there a 10-second runoff and then 18 seconds left and, and started then? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I think they referenced it on the broadcast. There was a reason for it. Okay, so it wasn't a mistake then, right? I don't think. I don't know. I'm not positive, to be honest. All right. You so asked I, me, I, I don't yeah. have an answer. So Yeah, I, I, um, I wasn't sure about that. Uh, Craig sends this in. I'm kind of interested. It says here, Seahawks fans are mad at the Seahawks. No bad feelings toward the Rams at all. Seahawks fans feel like we play with no heart today. Rams yes. won this with heart. You see, again, they're mad at the team. You should be mad at Russell Wilson. He had eleven completions, Aaron. That that's your that's your guy. That's your what's how much is he making? How much is money. he making? You need more than one Super Bowl in seven years, and you need more than eleven completions. I'd be a little upset if I'm a Seattle fan. At I'd be a lot of upset if I'm a Seattle fan at Russell Wilson. He's been skating along too much now. Well, and I'll add this. You know, I talked about the fact that they've kind of gone away from the running game. I think you know. There's too much focus on DK Metcalf. Like, this isn't 
uh, you know, Madden here. Like, this isn't a right. video game. <laughs> Seriously, and, and right. like, it, this isn't Twitter. I know that Twitter loves DK Metcalf, and he's awesome. But you look at this game, 11 targets out of 26 pass attempts from Russell Wilson, 27, excuse me. Like, like it clearly wasn't working, and he has one of the best cover corners, if not the best cover corner in the league on him, and Jalen Ramsey. And so, at a certain point, Russ got to get back to what he did, which, first of all, they need to, over the course of the season, they ran the ball effectively relatively speaking today, but they need to run the ball better, and he needs to do a better job distributing and getting it to a lot of different guys, not just DK Metcalf, because I think that's part of this as well. Torres, you let a team score 23 points on you. I know they had 30, but 7 was a pick 6. You let a team score 23 points on you that had 170 yards passing. Now, granted, Akers was running like crazy, yep. so I mean that, that made up a good chunk of it, but you can't lose at home to a team that their first quarterback goes out, it's not coming back, and their second quarterback has like eight fingers or something like that. <laughs> you, you can't do that. And not only did they do that, that pick six by Russell Wilson, that was atrocious. He it hadn't was. seen that coming. Why he tried to force that in, I have no idea. Russell Wilson, 11 of 27, 174. I've not seen one criticism about how bad he played. Um, if Tom Brady did that, could you imagine if Tom Brady was 11 of 27 for 174 and the pick six and they would have lost? Or if Josh Allen put that up? Great or if Ben Roethlisberger put that up? Or Drew Brees? Or Baker Mayfield? Or Lamar Jackson? We'd be roasting all those guys, right? And everyone I just mentioned, I'm not kidding, we'd be roasting all four or five of those. No, I agree. And I think what it really comes down to is a couple different things. I think one... Um, I, 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 I'm telling you, I don't think people critically watch sports. I really think that they turn on the, the highlights or they have on red zone and they're not watching game to game, week to week, play to play, down to down. Right. And, you know, you, you go back to early in the season. Oh, you know, let Russ cook four touchdowns opening week against Atlanta, five against New England, five against Dallas. Well, guess what? He wasn't that guy. I spit yeah. out. I, he averaged in in the final game of the season five yards for, per completion, 181 yards passing, 55% completion percentage. Week before, 225 yards passing, one touchdown. Week before, 121 yards passing against the Washington football team, one touchdown, one interception. He has not been the same guy, and I just think most fans don't pay close enough attention to realize this guy has not been the same guy over the last five, six, seven weeks. Some of it is on him. Some of it is on the play calling. Some of it is on the run game. But I'm with you. You're right. If it was anybody else, they'd be getting crushed. You bring up something interesting, but you say Kansas City is not the same team, or you know, even though they're 14 and two, they haven't dominated everybody. Um, certainly, could say the same thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who um, were 11 and 0 and have lost four of their last five. Um, we've always questioned the Saints, especially what they've done in the playoffs. And Seahawks have bowed out. And the Green Bay Packers, remember that game against Tampa? We're questioning, like, all the top teams coming into the playoffs. Usually we say, okay, there's one big favorite. We know they're going to make it. You've made, you know, we've made question marks about Green Bay, the Saints, Kansas City. Only team that we have in is Buffalo, and that's because they won today, Torres. Well, and I think, I mean, we just had a, a listener check in and say, Buffalo over Kansas City, are you on drugs? So, like, there's people out there that are questioning Buffalo, too. Um, you know, I, I don't know, and maybe it's because they didn't play their starters last week and they're not playing this week. I haven't heard many people really questioning Kansas City. Now, I think everybody realizes they're not playing their best, 
but they've been getting away with not playing their best. You know what else they didn't play their best? Last year in the playoffs on yes. the way to winning a Super Bowl. So I don't know that I've really heard people criticize. I, I, I think there's a difference between saying, wow, they're, they're, they're just not clicking and, and they're being genuine concern. I don't know too many people that are genuinely concerned like this team isn't going to get put up enough points, do what they need to do to get the wins that they need to get. JJ says, uh, stick of genius, I'm hissed off at Mr. Eliminated Russell Wilson. He's straight up puked and needs to be held accountable. He's too comfortable, and Seattle needs to draft a quarterback to compete against Wilson. Ooh. All right, they don't need to draft a quarterback. Should I trade for Tua. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they could, they'll be just fine, though – I do. I like the way he defined that. He is too comfortable. He does seem a little too comfortable now. Doesn't seem like he's got that edge about him like he's had the last couple of years. You know, ever since he's got that new contract. So you signed a four-year, hundred forty million dollar contract. I don't not know bad, what. Not yeah, bad. What what edge is there to have? I mean, he, you made it, but no, I, I you know, it, he just wasn't the same guy. And I think part of it is, I think the running game's deteriorated. I don't think the defense has been as good as it's been in years past. And I do think there's such a focus on DK Metcalf where you know 11 targets out of 27 attempts and it's not as though um, you know it's he's being covered by the best cover corner in the league and you got to spread the ball around you can't force it you can't force that pass that ended up as a pick six because as you brought up Arnie and I think this is an important point it was clear that that cornerback knew what that play was read it perfectly oh, and by the time Seattle even knew what hit him this guy was crossing the goal line so I think that it, this is an offseason of reflection in Seattle because for years, I think it's a great point by you, and I'm curious how many people over the course of the next 48 hours discuss this, because it feels like Russell Wilson has gotten a complete pass here, yes. and I don't think it's completely fair. Um, we got to go to DeSager, but one more thing. We said the Bills haven't won a playoff game in 25 years. Tampa won their first playoff game since January of 2003. So, um, you know, that's a, a nice little uh, 18 years, a chunk and change there. January um, 2003. That's a long time. I was in I was in high school, and it'll make you feel old. I was wow. in high school, senior wow. year, but I was in high school. Gosh, I think I had hair and a mustache. Uh, we'll come back. We'll finish out today's game first, though. Let's check in with the Sager. See what's trending out there. What's going on, the Sager? More specifically, the Bucks had not won a postseason game since their last Super Bowl victory. When they had Gruden against a team That's he had just right. coached that didn't change their plays 18 years Ladies. ago. In all, yeah, in all those years since, the Bucks franchise was 0-2 in the playoffs. So yeah, getting to the playoffs is a big deal, and they won. Eventually, they won at Washington. You mentioned Tom Brady. Uh, a few things on him. First off, on the road now, he still has not thrown an interception in now 335 straight pass attempts. That is the longest streak in NFL wow. history, regular and postseason. He also, did you see the graphic with George Blanda, is now the oldest to throw a TD pass in a postseason game in the history of the NFL. Really? George Blanda, 50 years ago, he was 43 and about 100 days old. Brady is 43 and about 150 days old. And the great stat that you brought up this hour about, I think it's now 31 wins, not only beating all these different teams in the playoffs, Brady, I think, has 31 total postseason wins. Hall of Fame quarterback Bart Starr of the Packers only had 10 postseason games wow. in his career. He went 9-1 and one in his playoff career. Because wow. early in his career, the NFL was just an East Division and a West Division. And the NFL championship game was whoever won the East against whoever <laughs> won the West. That's it. That's That wasn't going to be. 
As far as Green Bay also and weather for next weekend, and it could be Rams at Green Bay next weekend, assuming the Bears don't pull off the upset tomorrow. A high of 25 degrees is the current forecast at Green Bay for next weekend. Not bad. It it would be, yeah, for for this point of the the year, Yeah. yeah. It would be the top seeded Green Bay Packers who are off this week, the advantage of being the top seed in your conference. And the other advantage is you get to play the lowest remaining seed, which could be the six-seed Rams if the seven-seed Bears are out, we assume. The Bears at 8-8, and by the way, are on the road at New Orleans tomorrow, 4.40 p.m. Eastern time. And the bad news for the Bears, yeah, bad news Bears. Linebacker Roquan Smith is out, as is wide receiver Darnell Mooney. Good news for the Saints, they've activated wide receiver Michael Thomas off IR and running back Alvin Kamara is off the COVID list. So, if the Saints do win at home, then the two-seed Saints will have a home game against this Tampa Bay team we saw win Ooh. tonight. Tampa Bay, 12-5 and now, won at Washington 31-23. Washington finishes the season 7-10. and Quarterback Alex Smith was inactive with his calf injury, so Taylor Heineke had a touchdown pass, a touchdown run, one interception. Washington still hasn't won a playoff game in 15 years. Its last playoff win was at Tampa Bay after the 2005 season. They've gone 0-5 in the postseason since, including tonight. Brady finished with 381 yards passing and two touchdowns. The Rams' win at Seattle was 30-20 as Russell Wilson was sacked five times. The Rams do have the number one ranked defense in the NFL, and it showed today. How about this for the Seattle offense? 14 drives, only 11 first downs today. Wow. Ooh. Wow. I think you need to pay your quarterback more money. We we were wondering at the very beginning of this game, much earlier tonight, the one in Washington, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, are they even going to have 11 first downs? No, Washington had 23 first downs in this game. Russell awesome. Wilson's offense... 11 first downs against the Rams' top-ranked D. Buffalo won its first playoff game in 25 years, beat Indianapolis 27-24. The Bills had been 0-6 in the postseason over that 25-year span. In the NBA, the late game of the eight is final. Portland wins at Sacramento 125-99. C.J. McCollum, 37 points. Celtics all-star Jason Tatum tested positive for COVID. He will miss 10 to 14 days. Boston's practice was canceled today. In college hoops, Number one, Gonzaga, now 12-0 after winning at Portland, 116-88. In their last eight games, the Zags have trailed for a total of 16 seconds. Wow. Number two ranked Baylor's 11-0 after winning at TCU, 67-49. 17th ranked Oregon came back to win at Utah. UCLA won at Arizona tonight. The Bruins 5-0 in conference. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. By the way, you um, don't feel the same way toward Tampa and Tom Brady uh, that you did with the Patriots and Tom Brady. I, I don't mean you particular. I just mean the collective you where everybody hated the Patriots and everybody hated Brady. I don't have that same feeling because, one, obviously Tampa doesn't have the skins on the wall like the Patriots do. And believe it or not, too, there's no Belichick on the other side. You got Bruce Arians, who's a hell of a lot more likable guy. Part of hating the Patriots, yes, was Brady, but a lot of it, 50% of it, was also uh, hurting, uh, uh, hating Belichick also, you know? Yeah, I just think we're at the point now where, one, he's not with Belichick anymore. The rain in New England is obviously over. And, two, I think most people are just like, dude, let me just enjoy 43 years old, 
pitch and catch, throwing the ball all over the field. Like, we're never going to see this again. It's like LeBron, right? Like, you don't have to be a Lakers fan to just be like, we're never going to see a guy in year 19 or whatever he's in right now, 18, um, be the best player in the league, dominate on both ends of the floor when he needs to, get every bucket, get it. Like, like, you know, and I just think we're at that point with Tom Brady where it's like, yeah, one, I think, first of all, leaving the Patriots does matter. The, The evil empire is no more. But I think, too, I think people were just like, dude, this guy's got one or two years left. We've been watching him our whole lives. I mean, Arnie, I just, I just said it. 2003, Brady already had a Super Bowl under his wing at that point. Yeah. He already had a Super I was in high school. I mean, I'm getting old. I got gray hairs coming in. <laughs> and I was in high school when this guy started his career. So I, I can definitively say, Arnie, you know, I'm in my mid-30s now. There's not very many elite athletes that are older than me at this point. I mean, I got guys that are young enough to practically be my son at 18, 19 years old, Zion. But uh, but uh, Brady's getting, uh, you know, he, I just think we all respect and appreciate it. So I, I want you to know something. I, you know, I do the local show up here in Vermont. We carry yes. the Patriots. Um, my uh, co- local co-host, the from Joplin, yeah. from Jericho Rich, um, diehard Patriots fan, and he will not root for Tom Brady or Tampa. That's so in Boston. In the playoffs. What'd you say? That's the most Boston um, parochial, like, it's just I, once you I leave, would, you're yeah. dead to me. Like, yeah. I would think, well, if you were, I'll ask you, if you were a diehard Patriot fan, would you be rooting for Tampa and or Tom Brady? Or does it not make a difference what Tampa does and you just want Brady to have a good game? He doesn't care. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm not rooting for Tampa. I'm not rooting for Tom Brady. He's dead to me. Um, He's not on my team. So that's it. I I don't care. I'm like, oh, yeah, he only took you to nine Super Bowls. Way to go ahead and just, you know, he's not playing you. If he was playing the Patriots, I could understand. He's not playing you. So why? And remember, he was kind of forced out. I get a feeling most uh, Patriot fans feel like this. And I got to tell you, I think if – if we if this was another team, a lot of people would feel like this, and they wouldn't root for their uh, quarterback. See, I disagree. I, I think that listen, if a guy gets you to nine Super Bowls, as you said, gives you twenty years, wants to stay, and the organization moves on, I'm not saying if it's Patriots Bucks in the Super Bowl, you have to go against your team, right? But right. if they're playing Washington, yes, you should be rooting for him. That's He's like, dead to me. He's dead to me. That's like saying. Yeah. You, you know, you divorce your wife, right? Um, and you don't ever want her to ever get remarried again after well, you, you divorce her, so you don't have to pay any alimony. Plus, From you don't the- mind if she puts on an extra fifty pounds while she does it too. So like, <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying, if if I walked into my house tonight and I said, "Honey, we're getting a divorce, and it's my decision, and it's final, and there's nothing you can do about it," I'm not also allowed to be like, "Oh, and you're never allowed to get remarried, and I don't want you to be happy for the next rest of your life." That's not how it works. Now, now I don't want you. I don't want you dating my best friend. I don't. You know, I'm not. I don't have to bad on that either. I don't have to be happy. You know, I don't have to show up at your wedding. But you know, you're allowed to like go out for for happy happy hour at some point. You know what I'm saying? Like. Tell your country bumpkin buddy to to, to, to go on a vacation. Do something. I don't know. Well, there's a, you can't go on vacation. But um, part of me could see where he's coming from. But then mostly I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, what he has done for you and how he wanted to stay and how he was forced out. And part of it probably hurts more that the Patriots didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And they did. Um, I don't know. Maybe if they both made the playoffs, obviously you don't have to worry about it until you met in the Super Bowl. 
they'd root for both teams, but they're not jumping on the Tampa bandwagon as of now, for sure. That's you know, it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, I just think if it's a coach or a player, if they give you a good chunk of their career, and I don't remember what it was like in Boston, like when say Pedro Martinez left, but like Pedro Martinez, it was the same deal. He led them to a World Series. He was awesome. He was the only thing that made the Red Sox relevant for years. Um and at a certain point, the Red Sox were like, we're not going to pay you what, what you want. Right. So, like, you still root for Pedro. You still root for, uh, you know, I am I don't know if Chart... They, they're not rooting for Mookie Betts, it doesn't seem like, but go ahead. Well, he's still in the prime of his career, and he also... Well, they traded him, didn't they? Yeah, because he wasn't going to take the money from Yeah, the that, that was the deal. I knew it was more... I know they traded him, obviously, but it more about, you know, he was asking for what they thought was too much or something like that. All so. right, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1... Uh, when we get back, we bring in the Sager. We've got an update on the Browns for their matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers tomorrow. You're going to want to hear this. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. 
Let's check in with DeSager, see what he's got going on and getting us ready for Cleveland-Pittsburgh tomorrow. What's going on, DeSager? That's right. we got three playoff games on Sunday, the last of which is at Pittsburgh, 8.15 Eastern time. The Cleveland players flew to Pittsburgh today, but the coaches all traveled by car Ugh. as a COVID precaution, not only keeping Jeez. them away, but then you could space out the players more on the flight. Cleveland will be missing five coaches for this playoff game tomorrow, including head coach Kevin Stefanski. And there's no way they could call in, right? You know, between uh, plays or... Uh, they can't be home. blimp over and say, play action, play action. <laughs> Nothing like that, right? An obvious good point made by somebody after tonight's game. Yeah. If Mike Tirico and others can call these games from home, yes. NFL playoff games, how is it that plays can't be called from home right. well, from they just, the well, staffers? Actually, well, they cut off um, communication one hour before kickoff, but I, I, I'm with you. I think they should be able to pull Yeah, I'm off. saying they can't participate in the game from home, whereas... Obviously, Mike Tirico participated in the sense of this broadcast all night long. Uh, Browns All-Pro tackle Jack Conklin is questionable due to illness. He traveled to Pittsburgh on his own. Browns defensive backs Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson are each out again for tomorrow night on the COVID list still. Cleveland did activate safety Ronnie Harrison, linebacker Malcolm Smith, and tight end Harrison Bryant off the COVID list. So it's not that bad for them then? Like, well, yeah, they're just the missing two regulars at DB. Yeah, a, a cornerback, no big deal. Coaches, yeah. Keep in mind quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's career record as a Steeler against the Cleveland Browns. 23-2 and two with one tie. I'll go a step wow. further. Cleveland, since 2003, has not won in Pittsburgh. They're 0 for their last 20 in wow. Pittsburgh. Jeez. I'll go a step further. Cleveland's oh. rarely made the playoffs, obviously, the last 25 years plus. If they lose tomorrow, that means their only three playoff games, or I should say their last three playoff games, dating back a while, but they would all have been losses to the Steelers in Pittsburgh. <laughs> wow. And it's going to happen again. It will happen again. <laughs> Can you take it a step further, or are we done taking no. the steps? Okay, just making sure. Just I'm just sure. saying the history is really bad on this. And then we just mentioned the players and coaches that are missing. The second of the three games is Chicago at New Orleans. The Saints did activate wide receiver Michael Thomas. The first game, 1 p.m. Eastern, Baltimore at Tennessee. Remember we were talking uh, last Sunday night's show about Sam Cook, who last week missed his first game in 15 years. The Ravens activated their veteran punter Cook off the COVID list today. Speaking of veterans, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay got a playoff win tonight. It was 31-23 at Washington. Washington finishes the season 7-10. Tom Brady's early touchdown pass to Antonio Browns was was 36 yards. Yeah, he was open on that. That was actually his longest playoff passing TD in almost a decade. What? But believe it or not, 36-yard TD did the trick. That is correct. 2011 against the Broncos, he had a 61-yard touchdown pass wow um, russell wilson got sacked five times and seattle lost at home to the rams good today, yeah. 30 to 20 <laughs> boy the rams defense look like they're ranked uh, the they top ranked team good, yeah. in fact the three games they had head-to-head against russell wilson on an average it was five and a half sacks per game against seattle very wow. low passer rate in fact russell wilson's passer rating against anyone else this season was 109 against the rams it was under 75 <laughs> so yeah it made a difference tom brady 
has been hot the last month, to say the least. He's thrown for almost 350 yards and gotten the win in each of his last four games. Yes, yes. In NFL history, only Patrick Mahomes has done that. Four straight games in one season, winning all four while you're totaling that passing yardage. Really? And it was against, uh, tonight, an undrafted starting quarterback that Brady got the win, but... He's now won 16 straight starts against undrafted starting quarterbacks, and that yeah, that's also— Old Dominion, the powerhouse of Old Dominion. That is an NFL record. Hey, Old yeah. Dominion not far from D.C. where he that's was true. playing tonight for Washington. I will say that he did something that Tim Tebow, for example, did in his playoff debut, a 300-yard passing game and at least 40 yards on the ground. Only wow. Tebow and Dante Culpepper had done that in NFL history— Keeping in mind that there usually weren't 300-yard passing games in the playoffs for many decades of right. NFL history. This week, we did have the all-pro choices announced, and this is not Pro Bowl selections. This is far more prestigious than this. This huh. is both conferences combined. It's voted right. on by a 50-member media panel every year. Only two unanimous choices this season, Aaron Donald of the Rams Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs tight end. In wow. fact, the actual voting breakdown had it at quarterback Aaron Rodgers getting 46 of the 50 votes. At running back Derrick Henry of Tennessee, 47 of the 50 votes. Wow. Tight end Travis Kelsey, 50 out of 50. At wide receiver Devontae Adams of the Packers, 49 votes out of 50. And Stephon Diggs of Buffalo, 48 votes out of 50. Wow. At Buffalo today, Diggs had six catches, 128 yards, and a score. Buffalo eliminated Indianapolis 27 to 24. As we head to Green Bay's game, maybe against the Rams next weekend, keep in mind the guy who got the most votes as uh, the all-pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari, is injured. He is done for the postseason for Green Bay. Uh, Jack Conklin, who we'll see if he plays tomorrow for Cleveland, he got the most votes at right tackle, by the way. And as far as uh, the defensive end, of things. It was T.J. Watt of the Steelers, 47 votes out of 50. Second among the edge rushers was Miles Garrett of Cleveland. All right. Thanks to Sager. Power Hour coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio, the Power Hour of the show. Let me tell you what we're going to do this hour. We'll put the finishing touches on all of today's game, start jumping into the games. Tomorrow, we got Bernie Frattle joining us at 20 past the hour, straight out of Vegas. Uh, what will Bernie tell us about the games tomorrow? We'll get to that, plus the national championship game. And we'll we'll tell you, we'll go over that a little bit at the bottom of the hour, and then you'll get our picks at about uh, 45 past. So a lot to get to this hour. As I said, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One, just kind of wrapping things up on what happened today. Tampa, 31-23 victory over Washington. What was your biggest surprise in this game, Torres? Mine um, to be honest with you, when Tampa got out to the lead, I thought they were going to run away with it. I'm surprised Washington was able to move the ball like they did. That was the biggest surprise to me in this one. I expected Tampa to win, and it was right there almost on the number. It was an eight. I think the number had gone up to nine. Um, but I was surprised Washington um, could move the ball against, uh, not that Tampa has the best defense, but um, I, I, I didn't have a lot of confidence in that Washington offense. Well, you said your biggest surprise was that the Bucks were, you thought they would blow them out and didn't. 
Um, and which leads to my biggest surprise, which was Taylor Henneke, who was unbelievable. Yeah. And for people who were driving around, couldn't be in front of a TV tonight, he threw for over 300 yards. He had a great rushing touchdown, full extension, uh, Superman, Cam Newton. I mean, it was unbelievable. And so, you know, look, it, it, it was an incredible moment on an incredible stage. I don't think he's the long-term answer. But look, Tampa really, to me, essentially played the way that I thought they would. And it just gives me confidence that Washington is really building something with Chase Young along the defensive line, with some young skill position guys like Terry McLaurin, and with Ron Rivera as the head coach of this organization. And by the way, you just said something. I'll, I'll just ask you not to all geek out on Taylor Heineke. Geek um, out. Why isn't he the long-term solution? If you could have a quarterback throw 26 of 44, 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception, granted his quarterback rating wasn't the highest, but um, – does he deserve a shot to compete for the um, starting quarterback job? Is is he a starting quarterback in the NFL or is he a backup quarterback? In the, and by the way, not a bad quarterback to have for insurance, um, especially now with the six uh, seventeen game season um, coming up. Um, not a bad guy to have for insurance. Well, Arnie, you know, correct me. Um, the guy that he was playing against tonight, uh, what's his, what's his name? Brady something. Yeah, yeah Tom it's Brady. it started as a as a six round draft pick, and you know, kind of got an opportunity, and everyone thought, well, you. You know, once the starter comes back, it's going to okay, be over. Okay. Big difference between going to Michigan and being known as Tom Brady and being, being known as Tom Brady. What he did get a six round pick? Yeah, haven't well, you seen the the picture this of guy him? Comes from a school that nobody even knew had football. So let's you know pump the brakes there, my friend. I just pump compared Taylor Henneke to Tom Brady after one game. <laughs> Forgive me, I got a little excited there. But no, I mean, you asked me, do I think that that they should consider or would consider him as the starter? I mean, I think you got to at least bring him in and give him the opportunity to compete because, man, I just I look at um, how he performed, and obviously, look, you know, Alex Smith is an incredible story, but we know long term he's not the answer. Obviously, right. Dwayne Haskins out the door, so why wouldn't you give him a chance? Is there another quarterback um, you would go with if you're Washington, if you're Ron Rivera? Do you think that maybe you want to go with a veteran quarterback that's going to be available? A Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe a Mitch Trubisky, um, which I wouldn't, but I'm I'm just saying, um, is there a a Matthew Stafford? um, Or do you just take a rookie quarterback and start fresh um, with this young team and, and see where it takes you from there? I think you got to go vet. I think it's there. I mean, you, you you made the playoffs. You won the division. And the division is still wide open. And I know, in theory, we don't know this for sure, but that Dak is going to be back next year in Dallas and that they're going to be probably more competitive than they were this year. The Giants are on the way up. The, the Eagles are on the way up. But, man, you were just in a playoff game. You won the division, and you went toe-to-toe with the Tampa Bay Bucks, with Tom Brady and all those weapons. You got great uh, uh, players up front on the defensive line. You know, if you can dominate the defensive line, you can win games in, 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 the, in, the, in the NFL. Excuse me. I think you got to go for it. Find a vet. Find somebody that Ron Rivera is going to trust. And I think you're, you're right back in position to win this division next year. What did you think of Tampa's performance? They had 31 points on the night. Um, Brady, 22 of 40, 381, which is phenomenal. Almost had the 400. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. But if they want to go to the Super Bowl and they wanted to duplicate something, it's not the 381 that they want to duplicate. It's almost 100 yards on the ground from London Fournette on 19 carries. If they can get 20 carries for 100 yards and have that type of running game with Fournette, I think they will take that every time. Um, And then all of a sudden they become a serious uh, player to go to the Super Bowl. 
So what are you saying as far as Tampa's concerned? Yeah, that, that if they can get that running game, that the 100 yards is just as important as when Brady threw for the 381, I believe. No, I think it's fair. And we were talking about it earlier with Seattle, is having that balance in what you do. And the one thing with Tom Brady that I think we all thought, oh, you know, he's going to come and he's got this guy and he's got that guy and Antonio Brown's in town now, it still starts with the running game. And so obviously I know that Ronald Jones, there's some issues there, but um, – you know, Fournette was effective tonight. Keyshawn Vaughn has played well previously. So, yeah, man, you find that balance. Don't put too much on Brady. And, oh, by the way, if yeah. you can establish the run game, guess what? They can't uh, just pin their ears back and come after Tom Brady, who we know is not mobile in the pocket. So, yeah, I think you got to keep that balance going forward. All right, I know it's 2021 now. We have the playoffs. So let me ask you this. Um, next season, we'll just call it 2021, uh, the season after that, 2022, and the season after that, 2023, Tom Brady will go how many more years? One more year next year? One more year after question. this year? Two years or three years? I got a feeling he wants to get two more years in after this. How about that? Would you retire if you were him? No, not at all. I mean, look, I think I've gone long enough, but when you're playing like this at 43, I think he wants to go to 45 years old. I know? was thinking of you today when, when he's yeah. throwing the ball over the field and you were for three years, oh, he's got to retire. He owes it to his family to quit. He can't put himself out there like this. <laughs> and part of it, I get it, right? Who was the yeah. team he was playing tonight? Washington. Who was their starting quarterback? Alex, not tonight, but in general, Alex yeah. Smith. Right. We know how serious that injury was. So to a degree, I get your point. But man, if I was playing like that at 40, Three, uh, I, I wouldn't be in a way to watch out. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be uh, in a in a rush to leave. Excuse me. Rams beat Seattle 30-20. By the way, are the Rams a Super Bowl long shot with the way they played tonight, or do they just have too many injuries at quarterback and you can't rely on Goff? Um, even though they had a good running game, you just can't rely on Goff uh, to take over and lead them to the Super Bowl. Uh, Arnie, your Arizona Wildcats have just a slightly better chance of wow. making the NCAA tournament and winning the championship this year than the than the Rams, Rams do of making the Super Bowl and winning it. We're not impressed going on the road and beating a Seattle team. I'm against very Russell impressed. Yeah. I, I'm very impressed. I don't think they're going to get a pick six every game. I don't think they're going to get a quarterback. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to get a quarterback to be as sloppy as Russell Wilson was, and we've talked about it throughout the show. People go back and listen to the podcast. We all love Russell Wilson, but as you've said many times, 11 of 27, 175 four yards. I don't think Drew Brees is going to do that next week, or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers is going to do that next week, and then I don't think the week after, either Tom Brady or Drew Brees is going to do that. So, uh, maybe you have more confidence in the Rams than I do? I, I don't see it happening, though. Well, that defense, I thought defense wins Super Bowls. Isn't that what you told me? Isn't that what we've always said? Isn't that what football people say? Defense wins Super Bowls? Don't the Rams have a great defense, or no? Yeah, at a certain point, you got to score, though. I mean, it's 20. No, seriously, it's 30. 20. They got 30. 23, 23. 23, but seven, it set up seven. Well, seven was the touchdown, but, you know. I just, you know, as we get set for this college football playoff where Nick Saban, the former defensive savant, has the most explosive offense in the country, I just think we're at the point where, you know, I I don't think the Rams can win three more games against the teams that they're going to have to go through the way that they play today. And and when I say the way they play today, that's not disrespectful. I understand your starter gets hurt, the original starter who's now your backup comes in and he's hurt coming off surgery, but I don't think they can win three more games like that. Did Buffalo look like a Super Bowl team to you, winning 27-24 at home against the team who I thought they should have probably beaten by more than that? I will give credit to Indy. And, uh, by the way, thank you for participating, Philip. Um, nice of you to retire, but you, you should. Um, but uh, Buffalo, did they look like a Super Bowl team today? I don't believe so. What do you think? 
I, I don't believe so because Indianapolis had time of possession. Indianapolis, I, I believe, beat them in yards. Uh, I thought Indianapolis played the better game and just fell up short. Uh, and, and really, look, I, I, give, uh, I give them credit for what they've been able to do. Josh Allen rallied them. Not so much rallied them. They had a two-touchdown lead. But they were down early 3 nothing, and he didn't have the big turnover. So I give him credit for that. But they're going to have to play better defensively if they want to go to the Super Bowl. Let me ask you this. How much do you think it is Buffalo, yes, they've made the playoffs before, but they were never expected to actually do anything once they got there. Do you think it was the first game jitters of, okay, not only are we here, but people are actually expecting us to do some stuff now. You got those brilliant sports minds like Aaron Torres and LeVar Ball picking LeVar, LeVar Ball, LeVar Arrington picking us to make the Super Bowl this year. So Colin Cowherd picked him to win the Super Bowl. So wow. how much do you think how much do you think that that may be a factor is just that for it's not just good enough to now make it. You went 13 and 3, you won the the AFC East for the first time in forever. Now we're expecting to get there and there's a little bit more pressure and maybe they played that played as such today. Maybe early, I'll I'll tell you that. Uh, maybe early they did, but then Josh Allen opened it up, had some great plays, and they got out to that halftime lead, get out to a 14-point lead. Yeah, Indianapolis made a run. I'll give you the early jitters, but they came along and they put that away from them. Um, the crowd, even though it was 6,700, felt like 67,000, uh, but they, they did a real good job. Now, let's take a look at the games tomorrow. Ravens and the Titans, Bears, Saints, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. You know, um, two of the three games have uh, a chance to be blowouts, I think, with the Saints and Pittsburgh. Um, will all three games be closer? Can you see a couple of blowouts in this one? Let me flip it the other way. I don't see how Saints-Bears isn't a blowout. Really? So, I mean... Bears have put up what they've scored... Um, 27 or more points or 30 or more points in five or six of their last seven games or five of their last six games. Or, believe it or not, they're putting points on the board. So they put up 16 points last week, and then the week before that they played the Jaguars. The week before that they played the Vikings. The week before that they played the Texans. Uh, we're not talking about a murderer's row here right, uh, of right. who's who. Well, it is still the Bears, though, you know? Yeah, no, sure, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, okay, they, they beat the teams they're supposed to, good for them. We give them a little uh, participation trophy, and we sent, we pat them on the head and send them on their way. I don't think it's even competitive. I think the Saints win comfortably. Uh, Pittsburgh? It's not like the Saints have been, uh, been an offensive juggernaut, and by the way, they do have a little bit of history of having some playoff problems now. You understand that, don't you? Well, I think your best argument was they don't have a home field advantage like they normally do tomorrow. That that's true too. That's true too. I, I think that, the Saints' that's role going to be a big factor. I think the Saints' role. The one that I'm more intrigued by is Pittsburgh because I could see both sides. They practically they they almost beat Cleveland with a bunch of backups in last week. But the counter to that is Cleveland. All the pressure was to get in. Now they're not playing with any pressure. I would still lean Pittsburgh blowing them out as opposed to the exact opposite, especially because Kevin Stefanski is not going to be in the building. Um, but I could Baker s- has pressure, maybe not so much. I don't think D. so. Brown or- really? 
they were one in thirty-one in the two years before he got there. I don't want to hear there. that baloney anymore. I don't want to hear that. They anymore. went eleven and five, and one of the losses was when they were down four four uh, wide receiver. Like they've been awesome the second half of the year. The Browns wanted to get here. Yeah, you don't want to lose they had forty to get into the play. They yes, lost that last game. That's what I'm saying. Yes. You, if you lose to the Steelers when the Steelers aren't even trying, that's where the pressure is. Now I think the pressure is off, especially because Stefanski's got to be there. So I, I think all. I, I think the pressure was on them to get there, but I still think the Steelers win relatively convincingly for all the factors that I just said. How much is that? How many points is that against you that you don't have Stefanski? I mean, you you chart out your first fifteen plays, though. I don't know. I'm still not sure how you could do that right. when you don't know if it's going to be second and two, first and ten, third and fifteen. I, I know you could script out plays like that. Um, how much does it hurt? How many points does it hurt not having the coach there? I mean, he's the play caller too. It hurts. He's. I mean, the reason they're so successful this year is because of Stefanski. So it's not good, man. I feel bad for the Browns fans. You know, you've been waiting forever to get here. This happens, but it is what it is. Let's go out to Vegas. Let's talk to Bernie. Bernie Fratto's coming up next. Next, Let's see what he has to say about today's games, tomorrow's games, Alabama, Ohio State. All that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline.
All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier here on Fox Sports Radio. Be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, that's how you tweet at us before we do anything else. Coming up at the top of the hour, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He joins us now. How's it going, Bernie? You know, gentlemen, it's been 20 years uh, since the Baja men released the song, Who Let the Dogs Out? Well, they might want to re-release it because heading into this wild card weekend, in the last 11 wild card games, the dogs were 8-3 and three against the number, 5-6 and six trade up. Dogs go 3-0 and today. One dog wins outright. And it's not inconceivable that all three dogs could have won outright. So I kind of love uh, Saturday's super wild card uh, weekend. I, I, I think we ought to do it again tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, first of all, I'm sure the sports books, like you said, made a lot of money. Start with Indian Baltimore. Baltimore was a six-point favorite. I don't know how much money came in on Baltimore, but it seemed like it was 80% or more of the money. It was all on uh, Excuse me, uh, Buffalo. I'm sorry, uh, Buffalo. Uh, you laid the six. Um, it went to 51, so I, I think it was a little under. But otherwise, uh, Indianapolis plus the points was the way to go in this one, Bernie. Absolutely. Uh, 86% of the money was on uh, the uh Home team Buffalo Bills. The line closed at six and a half. Six and a half. You got to remember this Indy defense is for real, and I felt Frank Reich left some points on the board. And Philip Rivers is now seven and two against the spread as a playoff dog, and that's where he'll retire. But that's where the value was today with the Colts. Wow. What about that second game burn? It seemed like a lot of money coming in on the Rams throughout the week. I think they started about four, four and a half, and they were down to a field goal, a kick. Uh, but it feels like that's that's how it feels to me, anyway, from the outside. That a lot of money came in on the Rams. This week it was pretty equal a lot of professional money came in late uh, arnie i told you and uh, rich yesterday and aaron you this morning that that was my best play today the rams plus four closed to yeah. three look the rams uh believe it or not in 13 of their 16 games this year they actually outgained their opponents by 95 yards per game that's a tribute to their defense meanwhile seattle they were a net negative 12 in yards Russell Wilson really hasn't been the same. Their offense has been on a milk cart, and you got to give a lot of credit to the Rams going there and in there and, and, and taking care of business. And look, there's always upsets, and I think there's going to be an upset tomorrow too. Bernie, just the last game, um, Washington were they getting eight and a half and nine? Nobody really got eight, or was that the earlier line, um, which then it would have been a push? But I'm, I'm just assuming Washington um, was the winner in this part part here. Yes, I would classify that as the case because, first of all, the closing line was 10, 10 and a half, and that's, wow. what, that's what you grade a game on. So, they, okay. you know, the dog covered there. What's interesting is Tampa's only the third team in 12 years to lay seven or more points on the road in a playoff game. The previous two lost outright. We talked about that, the beast mode uh, game. Uh, but, you know, you got to give Washington a lot of credit. What happened was when they found out it was, it was basically eight, eight and a half, depending on which where you shop. But once it was announced that Alex Smith wasn't starting, it became a runaway line and went through nine, nine and a half, ten, ten and a half. I'm sure the books uh, did quite well on that line as well. And give it up to Ron Rivera now four and one uh, against the number as a playoff uh, in playoffs. So and uh, you know, I, listen, people can say what they want about Brady. I had uh, dinner with Rob Parker tonight, but look, <laughs> 381 yards, two touchdowns, and 104.3 passer rating tonight. This guy's now won 31 playoff games in his career. The second best is Montana at 16. And, oh, by the way, he's beaten 17 different teams. So, look, the playoffs are not about how did you look. 
It's survive and advance because yeah. these are all NFL players, and I would not overreact to what you saw last week when next week go- rolls around. So, Byrne, um, I want to kind of jump ahead to tomorrow's games, and I actually want to jump ahead to that middle game, which uh, we can all find on Nickelodeon, so that'll be cool. But, uh, <laughs> no, you know, Saints-Bears, and, and I asked you last week about how you choose games to bet and all that stuff, and I was thinking about this with that game of, you know, the number has, it seemed like, ballooned in the Saints' favor, but then on the flip side, if you if you think the number's too high, then that means you're taking Mitch Trubisky and the Bears in the playoffs. So where do you find that balance again of, of a number is overinflated, but I also just can't bet the other team? Or maybe you do feel comfortable betting the Bears, but that's just kind of how I perceive the game. No, it's an excellent question. So it's a game you could make a case for both sides, it could have blowout written all over it, right? But let's take a look at this because, Aaron, I will tell you, I was on the fence all week about this game, and uh, I'm actually going to make a small play on the Bears tomorrow, and here's why. And, and I've, here's the data. What you want to do is crunch the data and use your eyes, and at the end of the day, have your data support what your eyes tell you. And to me, the data supports what my eyes told me. Remember, the Bears played – New Orleans, November 1st, lost 26-23. They actually outplayed New Orleans. 372 yards that day. They dropped two interceptions, or they might have won the game outright. In the last four games, the Bears have averaged offensively 27 or more points and 145 yards on the ground averaging the last six weeks. That means a lot in my book. I think their defense will make enough plays to keep it pesky. The Saints, 2-3 and three in their last five, 1-4 and four against the spread. I heard Yarny say it earlier. They've had some hiccups. So I'm going to hold my nose and make a small play on the Bears tomorrow, but I think there's going to be a lot of points, so probably lean to the over. All right, uh, let's take a look at the Ravens and the Titans. Right now, it looks like Baltimore is a three to a three and a half point favorite over under 54 to 54 and a half. Um, one question Titans won earlier, right? And now you're going to give me points. That was a long time ago. Do you look at that game or do you just say, throw that game out? Um, it's not a, a good barometer. I don't throw that game out. As a matter of fact, in the calendar year 2020, they played twice. Remember back in January That's when right, yeah. the number one chalk. Baltimore, they were laying 10 at home to Tennessee and lost 28-12. to And good memory, Arnie, they just beat them. Uh, I'm the master of the pronoun. Tennessee just beat Baltimore 30-24 to in overtime November 22nd. I simply think Tennessee has got their number. They're going to be able to run the ball. And there are a couple of things here. There's an interesting trend in this game. Whenever two playoff teams have the same record, since 1980, the home team, has gone 20 and 6 against wow. the number. Now you've got Tennessee at home getting three and a half points, and Ryan Tannehill 14 and 3 against the spread as a dog. Add it all up. I like Mike Vrabel over John Harbaugh. I simply think Tennessee has the DNA to not only hang that number tomorrow at home plus three and a half. I feel the same way about them as I felt about the Rams. Don't be surprised if Tennessee doesn't win outright. You know where I'm going next, Burn. Last yeah. one. Go ahead. Uh, Pittsburgh hosting Cleveland tomorrow night. And, and one more thing, buddy. In, in Pittsburgh, Cleveland, I know you take points off when a quarterback's hurt or a big player's hurt. Do you take points off for a coach not being there also or what? Well, that's an excellent question. And there was a real market move because the send-off line uh, last Sunday night was three and a half. 
and then we find out about the COVID situation and Stefanski and the assistant coaches, et cetera, and Joel Batonio. So it was a market move to six. So right now, Pittsburgh's sitting right at six. Um, It's an interesting game because it's a 16-point turnaround from last week. I know Cleveland played the JV team, but they go from laying 10 to now getting six. I am not involved in the side in this game, although probably if Pittsburgh gets a lead and, and extends it, I'll be mad that I didn't. But I'm going to play the over of 47. That's my favorite play. And look, we all know they've lost 17 straight games in the Steel City. you got a situation where Ben Roethlisberger is 23-2-1, including 12-0 at home against uh, Cleveland in his career. I would say this while we're, you know, going nerd on all the numbers, <laughs> only two of those Cleveland teams had a winning record. So you've simply got to factor that into the data. But the one thing that bothers me the most about Cleveland, and it's bothered me all year, they're the only playoff team that's allowed more points than it scored that this season. That's not good. So I'm playing the over of 47. I think Pittsburgh wins the game. It all remains to be seen if Cleveland can pesky, be pesky, hang, uh, you know, just kind of hang around and, and, and hang that number, so to speak, and uh, cover the six. Bernie, before we let you go, Alabama, Ohio State, um, staying right. What, what's the latest line? Seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. Don't even know anymore. And what? It's about seventy-five still, right? Yeah, they, it's settled at about eight right now. Okay. Uh, there's some eight and a half, depending again where you shop. If you liked Bama, your best bet was to get on them earlier in the week when they were seven. If you like Ohio State, which I do, I'm going to wait till Monday. Uh, my buddy Tony Miller at the Golden Nugget tells me. This is going to be a runaway line on Monday. Don't be surprised. It could hit 10. Okay. Wow. So you're going to see a lot of, I think, public money. Everybody's focused on the NFL right now. The NFL's king. But watch what happens. Look, I love Ohio State. Anytime I can get Ohio State in points. We talked about this before the Clemson game. When Ohio State's getting three or more, they were 13 and 0 against the number and 10 and 3 straight up since Clemson. Now they're 14 and 0 against the number, 11 and 3 straight up. They are going to harass. Max Jones, Mac Jones, they will be able to run the ball. Uh, look what they did against Brent Venable and hit that great defense at uh, Clemson. 254 yards on the ground, 385 yards passing. Sometimes there are spots and you just have a certain gut feel. Your bunions start acting up. I think Ohio <laughs> State can win this game outright. So I'm grabbing Ohio State in the points Monday night, guys. I love it, Bernie. Fratto straight out of Vegas. He's coming up at the top of the hour. Must listen to when it comes to playoff time. No doubt about that. Bernie, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll be tuning on in tonight. Stay safe, guys. And Baja Men, if you're listening, think about what I said. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Bernie. It. Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, Torres and I will take a look at the three games tomorrow, uh, plus the national championship game. But first... Final check-in tonight to see what's trending with Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager? Wins for Tampa Bay, the Rams, and Buffalo in the first three NFL playoff games of this postseason. Tonight, Tampa Bay's Tom Brady at 381 yards passing, two touchdowns. Bucks kicked four field goals. They win 31-23 at Washington, which finishes its season 7-10. and The Bucks did go just one for five in red zone TDs, but Washington's Alex Smith was inactive due to a calf injury. The starting quarterback, Taylor Heineke, did have one touchdown pass, one TD run, one interception. Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans, despite last weekend's knee injury, six receptions tonight, 119 yards. And Leonard Fournette, 19 carries, 93 yeah. yards, and a touchdown for Tampa Bay. As Ronald Jones did not play at a pregame quad injury. The Bucks wound up with over 500 yards of offense. 
Well, there were long lulls of not much offense in the Rams at Seattle game, but L.A. took it 30-20 to with its top-ranked defense. They sacked Russell Wilson five times. Seattle's offense on 14 drives had only 11 first downs. Jared Goff came off the bench for the Rams after his recent thumb surgery. For Goff, this is the first time since at least high school that he was playing in a game he did not start. Wow. It winds up rookie running back Cam Akers was the offensive star for L.A. 28 yep. carries. 138 yards and a touchdown, plus a 44-yard reception. In fact, you remember the name Timmy Smith, over 30 years ago, playoff hero for Washington. In a Super Bowl win when they blew out Denver, Smith had over 200 scrimmage yards. That's still the rookie postseason record in the Super Bowl era. Well, what Cam Akers did for the Rams today is number two on the list, 176 scrimmage yards by a rookie in a single playoff game. Of course, the defense was great again. Rams had a pick six. There were three for three on field goals as well. The starting quarterback, John Wolford, left with a neck injury to the hospital briefly. Defensive tackle Aaron Donald with a rib injury, barely played second half. Wide receiver Cooper. Cuff suffered a bruised knee. It could be Rams at Green Bay next week, assuming the two-seed New Orleans team wins at home against the Bears tomorrow, and then that would mean New Orleans would host Tampa Bay next weekend. How about this stat from Rams coach Sean McVay? When leading at halftime, he's still undefeated. Yeah, I know. 37-0 and when leading at halftime. Yes, they led at the half today. Although, as I mentioned, lulls combined. First half, there were punts on six of the first seven drives third quarter eight of the first 10 drives had punts Pete Carroll with Seattle had been 6-0 at home in the playoffs with no crowd there today which is usually a factor for them the team had seven penalties nine penalties two turnovers I mentioned the five sacks combined 29 total drives in this game only 27 first downs and yet there were 50 points total Rams win at 30-20 at Seattle two good things for Seattle as they end the season 12-5 now DK Metcalf against a great defense did have five receptions, 96 yards, and two and one scores. Big drop, but go ahead. <laughs> there were, he he needed a block also on that pick six, that little out pass to him, and his teammate didn't give it. Linebacker Bobby Wagner, 16 total tackles, 11 of them solo. The other game was at Buffalo. The Bills got their first playoff win in 25 years, 27-24 over Indy. Josh Allen, three total touchdowns, over 300 yards passing. Stefan Diggs, easily over 100 yards receiving he had six catches including a score the two things that were the big difference in this game the Colts late first half were stopped on a fourth and goal they chose not to kick the field goal and then the Bills took over and they went on a 96 yard touchdown drive to take the lead the other big factor Tyler Bass the Bills kicker had two second half field goals one from 46 another from 54 yards they won by three meanwhile the Colts missed a 33 yarder that hit the upright late in the third quarter Bills have won seven in a row running back Zach Moss did leave with an ankle injury Phillip Rivers was it his last game he passed for over 300 yards should be two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter Naeem Hines of the Colts six carries 75 yards three games tomorrow 1 p.m. Eastern it's Baltimore at Tennessee then Chicago at New Orleans the Saints did activate wide receiver Michael Thomas and then tomorrow night Cleveland at Pittsburgh Browns defensive backs Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson out again they are on the COVID list oh one stat note on the Bills win today it was the first playoff game in NFL history that had two 300 yard passes and not a single turnover by either team that combination Hmm. like that NBA Portland CJ McCollum 37 points in an easy win at Sacramento Dallas got 36 from Tim Hardaway Jr. in a win over Orlando 
San Antonio went in overtime at Minnesota, 38 points for DeMar DeRozan. At Milwaukee, Giannis Antetokounmpo did not play due to back spasms. They still beat Cleveland. At Charlotte, LaMelo Ball, a triple-double in a win against Atlanta. Miami won at Washington. The Wizards are 2-8, and eight, and Bradley Beal is out due to health protocols, and Russell Westbrook did not play due to a quad injury. The Suns only had two turnovers in a win at Indiana, and Denver won the day game at Philadelphia as Philly only had seven eligible players. Celtics all-star Jason Tatum tested positive for COVID. He'll miss 10 to 14 days. Great story in college hoops today. Number four, Texas, a 72-70 winner at West Virginia on a last-second three-pointer by Andrew Jones, three years to the day after his leukemia diagnosis. Ohio State won at Rutgers. Oregon came back to win at Utah. UCLA wins at Arizona. The Bruins 5-0 in conference. Back to Arnie Spanier. Thank you, of course, to Sager, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Sneaking Genius 1. Frank says, why can't the Rams win it all? The Broncos won with defense despite Peyton Manning stinking. The Ravens won with defense with Trent Dilfer as quarterback. Why not the Rams, Torres? You're, you're the one who said they had no chance. Well, uh, Trent Dilfer was 2000. That was 21 <laughs> years ago. Um, and I don't think Trent Dilfer would have had to go through four future Hall of Famers, which is what Jared Goff is going to have to go through. Russell Wilson this week, Aaron Rodgers next week, either uh, Drew Brees or Tom Brady the week after. By the way, all four of those games are going to be on the road no matter who they play. And then, oh, by the way, you get to the Super Bowl, you'll probably get Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, good luck, Frank. I love you. Wow. You listen. You're supportive of what, what Arnie and I do. Take off the take off the uh, the blue Blinders. and gold, the Rams hat and the poncho and whatever else you're wearing right now. Put them to the side. Accept reality. Your team got a good win today. It ain't going to happen next week. Paul, Bills Mafia, I get the Bills D needs to play better, but they had to play an 11-5 team. There are no cupcakes in the AFC like the NFC. Wish Ooh, we got the Bears fired. or the Washington football team. Wait, um, he just said there's no... Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, it was yeah, it's a little bit harder in the AFC. I will say that, but um, give a little credit to Washington for what they did today, and we'll see what the Bears do tomorrow. But I do get his point about that. It was a tough matchup for the Bills with the Colts. Yeah, no, and I I think part of it is what we talked about a few segments ago, which is I really do think that the Bills for the first time had a little bit of pressure in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, look, everybody has pressure when you get to the postseason. But in previous years, it was feel good. Oh, we're so glad that we're here. Uh, you know, we're just lucky to be here. Blah 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 blah. This year, it was like no. You won, You went 13-3, and you won the division, you got home field advantage for the first two rounds into the AFC Championship game. This is a game that you're supposed to win. So I think now that they've gotten past it, obviously Pittsburgh next week, The if they get them, the more experienced veteran team, oh, nobody thinks they'll actually beat Pittsburgh. So like, like I, I think the pressure was on them this week. I think it'll be a little bit different going forward. And Jupiter Johnson, I don't think that's his real name. Great name, uh, if it agrees is. Agrees with me. Excellent point with Fournette. Bucks could walk into the Super Bowl if Fournette gets 19 touches for 100 that yards. That was my point, but no big deal. Well, that was my point. What it was my point. My point. I said I'm you have to have a balanced running game, and I, I Gosh, mentioned Leonard Fournette. You asked my me. Points. What is wrong with you? You asked me, and I said, yes, I believe this, and then you tried to take credit for it. I, I, I can't believe that. Um... You think the Saints blow out the Bears tomorrow? You have no confidence in the Bears are able to keep this one close and um, play some good defense against the Saints? To loosely quote Rick Pitino, yeah. 
Jim McMahon ain't walking through that door, okay? Wow. Lucky for them, but go B- ahead. Yeah. Brian's, uh, Brian Urlacher and Mike Singletary ain't walking through that door. Listen, it's a good story, but they would not be here if there was not, as we all know, um, you know, they, they got they backdoored into the playoffs when the Cardinals lost last week. They're fine. It's a good story. They beat the teams they're supposed to. whoop de doo They're not beating the Saints tomorrow. Um, you don't think it's going to be a close game, though. You think it's actually going to be a Saints blot in this one, right? Yeah. No, I think it's going to be a Saints blot. I, I, you know, the, the Saints are as healthy as they've been in a long time. Kamara's back. Uh, Michael Thomas was activated off the injured list. I think they're going to roll tomorrow. All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, get in your picks now. I want to know who you guys like in the three games tomorrow and the national championship game. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Uh, the three of us will give you our picks when we get back. Notice how I said the three of us? I was kind of intrigued by that, but yes. I know you have split personalities, but I didn't know they were both coming out in the last segment. I'll so. have my picks. I'll have Torres's picks. And Urban Meyer made his pick for the championship game. What do you think he's taking? No, no, no. I'll let it be a surprise. Um, All that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Boy, this show has just flown on by. Remember, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, coming up at the top of the hour. You want to hear the Vegas perspective, no doubt about that. Give us a little music. Put us in the mood. We got three NFL games and a national championship game to break on down. Let's start with the Ravens and the Titans. Um, as I told you, Torres, or as I told Bernie, Titans won in overtime earlier in the year, 30-24. Great game. Tied at 24 when they broke over. Uh, Henry broke open a long run. Got in the end zone. No need for the extra point. I kind of see the same thing. I think the pressure's on Lamar Jackson. Um, after what happened to him last year in the playoffs, the pressure's on the Ravens. They can't go one and done again. They got to play a team that's very proficient in the running game. They pick up that big first down, keep that clock moving. I like the final score, Titans 31, Ravens 27. So that means give me the Titans plus the points and take a little on the overall. So I feel the exact opposite. Wow. Lamar Jackson this week, I love it. He was owning the fact that he has not lived up to his own expectations in the playoffs. This game is huge for him. It's huge for the organization. And I think part of it is, I think the Ravens feel like everybody forgot about us. We were 14-2 last year, number one. See, now all of a sudden everyone wants to throw dirt on our grave. Ain't happening today for us, not to this week. I like the Ravens to win 27-21. I like them to win outright and cover the three and a half. Wow. Let's get to the Bears and the Saints. Right now, Saints are about a 10-point favorite. It is a 10-point favorite over under of about 47 and a half. Um, I'm opposite on you, I think, on this one. I think this is going to be a good game. I think the Bears' defense actually comes up with a couple big stands. Um They'll put only uh, 23 points on the board, which means I think the Saints squeeze on by something like 26-23. But I'm not worried about that Saints offense. They don't scare me like they used to. That's why I think this one's going to be close. I'll take the Bears plus the 10. And as for the 26-23 score, the over-under is 47.5-48. So I'm saying a slight little bit on the over there. Saints 26, Bears 23. He said the Saints offense doesn't scare you like it used to. They haven't had the offense together the entire season, yes. except for week one when they Maybe crushed that's why Tampa they don't Bay. Scare me, yeah. Yeah, Drew Brees got hurt. Michael Thomas got hurt. Alvin Kamara got COVID. Guess who's back? 
All of them. Guess who's not back? Jim McMahon for the Bears. This ain't 1985. There's no Super Bowl shuffle. I don't want the points. I don't need the points because the Saints are going to blow them out 34-10 to final score. Mitch Trubisky, it's over. Don't sell me that he's turned the corner. It's over. Saints cruise. Pittsburgh at home taking on the Cleveland Browns. You heard Bernie tell you of all the problems the Browns are going to have in this game. You know, Part of you wants to say the Browns put their best foot forward and put up a pretty good game. And even if they do that, I still see Pittsburgh running away. I think the line of minus six to six and a half, it's an absolute bargain. Over under a 47 and a half, I got the final score. Pittsburgh 31, Cleveland 17. So I got it right at the number of the over under, but I do like Pittsburgh laying the six points in this one. Yeah, part of me, uh, part of me is rooting for for Cleveland after everything they've been through as an organization. The, not having Kevin Stefanski there, like that's a real thing. Um, I think Pittsburgh. We argued on end Arnie the last couple weeks about should they have rested their starters last week? Should they not have? Well, they did. Ben Roethlisberger will come out refreshed. Some of those guys hadn't had a week off since the first week of October. 27-14 Pittsburgh. Wow. They obviously win and cover. Over to the national championship game. Let's start with Urban Meyer's pick. He actually made a pick and gave a score. I love it. He has, guess who, guess who, guess who has winning? Ohio Michigan, huh? State, 38-35 over Alabama. So he's going with the upset there. As for me, um, I don't think it's going to be an upset, though. I do think it's going to be a close game. Alabama's offense is just too strong, but I think Ohio State's going to show what their offense is all about. I got Alabama winning 41-37, so take Ohio State plus the points and take a little bit on the over. So you and I almost have this verbatim. I feel the same way. Um, Listen, Ohio State, we still don't know exactly what their roster is going to look like, but as long as Justin Fields is going to play, they're going to put up points. I think it's close. I think it's competitive. I think they get just enough pressure on Mac Jones. I do not believe that they'll have enough to win. Alabama, and I wrote this down without knowing your score, Arnie. Yes. 38-35 Alabama wins. Okay, well, almost you identical. Have 73, right? Almost. Well, I have it 41 37, but you have the same score as Urban Meyer, but you're going to go with Alabama instead of. No, uh, no, 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 uh, no, no. Urban Meyer has the same score as me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry about that. My bad. My bad. Apology accepted. Don't let it happen. All right. There you go. So there you have our picks. Do with them as you please. No longer strictly uh, for entertainment purposes only. Got to thank the crew. Thanks to Laker Don, our technical Kobe. director. Of course, Birch, our new uh, uh, producer. Doesn't do anything, but he does a good job at that. Anyway, thanks to the Sager. Thanks to my partner, Torres. I'm back tomorrow with Plank. Bernie's up next here on Fox Sports Radio. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.